Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is actor, comedian, and artist, a multi hyphenate, which is uh, my fave over here on the Love Alexi podcast, Kevin Christie. Uh, you may know him from Masters of Sex and a million other things. And today he's on the Love Alexi podcast. Now, real quick, can we all just uh, stop for a moment to address what the fuck happened to my voice? Oh my God. I sound like I uh like some crazy party girl that you meet at the bar in New York where she's like, "Hey, have, you want to have a have a beer with me, baby?" <laughs> oh my god, what is this? This is not this is not who I want to be right now. Um anyway, I just got back from a wedding in Texas. My friend Toby got married to his longtime girlfriend Anel, and it was beautiful and it was such a blast. Uh it was a whirlwind of a trip, so maybe that's how I lost my voice. But uh man, one of the one of the uh, the mother of the bride gave him an amazing speech that reignited and reinvigorated uh, my belief in love, and she said something like, "You know, when you fall in love and you get married, it's because you found your weirdo. Because everybody's a weirdo, and then all you need to do is find your own perfect weirdo." And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm never gonna find my weirdo. This is crazy. Oh god!" I was like clutching my date. I, I went there with, with one of my girlfriends. And we're like sobbing, clutching each other, being like, oh God, no one will ever love us this much. This is, this is insane. This is very intense. Um, but that was a blast. I laughed a ton. I made a lot of new friends. I met a man who made me laugh, which was just incredible. I, you know, I, it was a joy to sit next to this man I met there. And he just, you know, made me laugh up a storm. And then I was also uh, irritated because I was like, hey, I'm the funny one. How dare you? But then I was also like, you know what? This feels great. Um, anyway, man, I'm excited about this conversation. I adore Kevin Christie. If I knew his name, I'd say it correctly. I adore Kevin Christie. He is so funny and he fucking lays it down. My God, girls, I hope you're ready. Man, I hope you're ready because in this episode, Kevin Christie fucking schools you guys. He schools men. He lets you know what's what and how you're supposed to treat a woman and women. You're going to hear this. Kevin Christie is the perfect example of what we wish all heterosexual men were like. Okay? He says and does everything right. And it's a, it's true it's truly a joy. Um what do we talk about? Instagram jealousy, paying on dates and why men should pay. I'm sorry, it sounds horrible. It makes me sound like a monster, but Kevin Christie says it and you guys just listen. I uh, I back every fucking thing he says. We talk about his flourishing, wonderful, beautiful relationship that he's currently in, past horrors of dating, uh, just a million different things, art, skateboarding, fashion, documentaries, fucking a million different things. It's just, uh, you know, it's a, it's a tangential romp as per the usual, as we do here on the Love Alexi podcast. I, uh, I also want to say for more Kevin Christie, follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin G Christie. And you can see him perform stand up every weekend at the comedy store right here in Los Angeles on the world famous Sunset Strip. You won't regret it. If you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, feel free to tell all your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. It really does help me. I'm I'm not fucking around here, guys. I wouldn't say it. I've said it before. I'm saying it again clearly because it matters to me. It helps me grow the show. And I read all of your comments and it it makes me so happy. So, uh, you know, and Love Alexi is a listener-supported show, so feel free to support the show. Uh, you know, you can make a doma- donation via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. And I want to thank Katie Cannon and Zara Berry 
for their donations this week. Oh, as well as Kevin Dale. Holy shit, you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the show. I can't believe you. Um, it's always a happy surprise to get an email from Venmo and be like, what? No way. Way. Um, also, so many announcements. There's another Girls' Night In happening in Los Angeles. If you don't know what that is, Girls' Night In is an all is a girls-only event that I throw every four weeks on a monthly basis. Uh, it's like a slumber party kind of vibe thing, but nobody sleeps over. It's at a private residence, girls-only. Uh, it's kind of like a summer camp vibe, if you will, thing where it's just a bunch of girls who get together, and it's an opportunity to make new friends, drink rosé, hang out, mingle, mix, Share we we literally we really do I'm saying literally using it the correct uh, way we literally go around in a circle and everybody shares their story of what brought them there and what they're experiencing and going through that you know in that particular moment and it's this cathartic beautiful girl hang sesh mixer with snacks and now we have like gift bags we're gonna have gift bags and uh, if you want to find out more about that DM me on Instagram or send an email to dearlovealexi at gmail.com, subject girls night in. But I would prefer if you DM me on Instagram so I can make sure you're not a nut. And, uh, oh, and the date of the next girls night in is Saturday, July 29th at 7 p.m. till very, very late. And you know what? Let's take it to a whole, whole new level of our friendship. Let's be friends on social media. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Alexi Wasser. And, uh, Next week, I'm going to do an entire episode where I get to all of your emails because you guys send in emails and I don't always get a chance to read them at the beginning of the show. So please, if you'd like me to read your email and address something, if you have a question, comment, concern, thought, feeling, whatever, if you need love advice, life advice, whatever, let me serve as your big sister so I can metaphorically, you know, kind of like hold you over the, uh, you know, like some kind of cyber hug, internet hug over my podcast. Send me your email to dearlovealexi at gmail.com and uh, I will read it on next week's episode. All that being said, I think I've said enough. I'm going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my conversation with actor, comedian, artist, and friend, Kevin Christie. Now entering Nerdist.com. You're rolling and ready. Are we really rolling? I can't believe this. Everybody, get ready for the best podcast of your entire life! <laughs> oh my goodness! It's happening! You caught me, in a, I'm not even on Adderall. You caught me in a great, we're hiking again. I'm not even on Adderall. I'm not even on Adderall. <laughs> Ooh, do you know Aristotle? Hey man, Alright, we're going to talk about all of it. God, you're all so lucky I'm in such a great mood. Where do you want me to sit? Right there. Um, you got that free Chris Hardwick water. Turn it on some. I don't know what's going on. Is that lamp out? Is that lamp out? You're sitting here. You saw, you saw I said me. there. Oh my god! Podcast ruined. Starting, starting slow and fucked up right here. All right, but I'm only uh, ruining the vlog. Not the, the vlog. No. Oh my god. Everybody, get ready for the best podcast of your life. It's only down to go from here. Yeah. Why would you even? <laughs> Get ready to have your cancer cured. Oh my god. AIDS will be over momentarily. <laughs> I can't believe and, and herpes is more something I've Ending heard about. world famine <laughs> yeah. momentarily. Um you're a podcaster, Kevin Christie. You know what it's about? Uh I don't have a podcast anymore. But I did. How dare you talk to me like that? <laughs> How 
How dare you talk to me? How dare I point out that you haven't listened to my podcast since you were on it? I've never listened to it before, never listened to it again. By the way, best episode ever. It was a very good episode. The secret of the greatest part about having a podcast is you never have to listen to another one ever again. Oh, yeah. And it gives you complete deniability. Accountability accountability for your deniability? Yeah. You can be like, oh, I haven't heard it. Well, I try. I'm, I'm still obsessed with podcasts. Here are the ones I listen to. Do you listen to any? Um, I haven't in a long time. Alec Baldwin's podcast. Okay. He's a very funny man. Is it Brian Koppelman or Eric Koppelman? Brian Considering Koppelman. I don't listen to it, I'm not going to be a lot of help. He's a, do you know any of this, Aristotle? I'm pretty sure Brian. Brian Koppelman. Now I'm, sure. I'm confused, even though we follow each other on Instagram. Whatever. He has a podcast called The Moment. I really like, I used to love Brad Easton Ellis' podcast, but then he stopped doing it for a while, mm-hmm. which reminded me that consistency is key. Why did you, and then we'll start this podcast, even though we have started right. in a second. Okay. Why did you end your podcast? Because we ran out of stuff to talk about. Well, I got tons to talk about. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay. This is why I'm so amped up. I'm n- I never do Adderall, and I'm, but I got out of a relationship with a guy who did a bunch of Adderall. Right. So I feel like I... Uh, I You've feel got like custody what? of his Adderall. No, I stole all of it, and I'm taking it. No, but right. I just feel like when I act this way, I feel like, oh my god, people must think I'm an Adderall addict. So I get very so that's why I give a disclaimer. I don't know anything about drugs, so like I didn't realize until I was in my mid twenties that I was surrounded by people on blow most oh of the god, time because yes. I didn't know what it looked like. Yeah, and I was like, oh, everyone was super fucking coked up, and I had no idea because I've never, I've never even seen cocaine really. I've never done it. Really? So, like, I didn't understand the behavior. And I was like, oh, all those people that were super fired up to meet me for no reason were yeah. hella coked up. You're, you're like, yeah, we really should hang out. We should be best friends. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. Yeah. My friend Mike Young has a joke I love, which is, have you ever hung out with someone who's doing so much coke you start a business together? Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> Yikes. I was just at a... I'm going to say this out loud. <laughs> I can't go back now. I was just in a commercial casting. Snap. Oh, God. What? Yeah. Why would you think I would have a problem oh, with that? Oh, that's true. That's how you bought your house, I, I think. I think that's the last yeah. time we saw each other was at a commercial casting. Oh, really? Maybe. Well. Yeah. I was at a commercial casting, and all these people were talking on top of each other to like, because they're Oof. all at a party. And I was like, what is with this cocaine chatter we're doing in this commercial <laughs> casting? This is, and it was like a callback. It was a callback, guys, okay? But yeah, but like, yeah, they're all just like, oh my God, we're having such a good time. Like, all trying to get their jokes in. And Oof. I was just listening because that's what you would, I was trying to act like a human being. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I didn't. You're like, well, hopefully they want a, a one human being in this commercial as opposed to these four squirrels. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, coke gerbils. Well, I'm just going to get all this fucking shit out of the way. I don't have a car now. Got in a car accident. You were a sweetheart. Oh, Texted me to make sure I was okay. Yeah. I'm taking lifts everywhere. Okay. How's that going? It was great. It's actually... Is the le- cost differential the same? The same and could be less, I yeah. think. If I do it better, it could be less. And I've been taking lift lines. And I took a lift, I took a, lift a private, you know, my, a normal lift to Santa Monica for the callback. Mm-hmm. Took a lift line back. What to, is a lift here. line? A shared car service. So they're like strangers okay. in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was too snobby and didn't want to... Uh, to do shared, like, I thought I was like I'm better than this. That's this is weird. disgusting. You're such a people person. Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't know myself as well as you know me <laughs> because I was like, this is disgusting. No way, my ego and my snobbery. Well, and now I love it, Kevin. I love it. I'm well, addicted to I it. can't. I mean, I can't quantify what it is to be a lady in that situation, which is a whole different thing. But as a just a human person, you love humans. But yeah. I also don't. I remember years ago, you did you maybe tweet it where like you took an Uber and the next day the guy like left you a gift on your doorstep. Oh my. 
my god, that or sounds like, like something. That sounds like something. And you were like, "Hey Uber, what the fuck?" Oh yeah, no. Also, he was like, "Oh, he texted me that he has okay. a, he has he had a, the hookup to some really great vodka." Oh boy. <laughs> I was like, "Abort!" Oh god. Your Uber was Puff Daddy. But then, I wish. But uh, <laughs> he's the um, richest entertainer this year. Is he really? I've always admired that guy. I'm. I imagine there's a lot of things about him, maybe that I don't know. Kevin, you're talking too much on my podcast. I, okay, I'm not I, done. I really admire Puff Daddy's work ethic. <laughs> I like you say Puff Daddy. Some people say Sean Combs, P yeah, Diddy. But, what What does it mean? Like, I will call him whatever he's decided. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm all amped up for this podcast because I got out of a lift line and I felt like I was connected to the world. I was talking to my driver. I was flourishing. We were listening to music. The Uber driver, no, the Lyft driver barely spoke English, but was mm-hmm. whistling to all the top pop hits like Harry Styles, whatever hits. Like he was whistling and I was bopping my head and the people in the back were living their lives. They weren't really communicating. That was fine. I was borrowing the charger from the dude. Then the dude, we're coming up Fairfax to come here. And uh, and he looks in, and he had never seen the line of, at, he'd never seen Supreme. Oh, right. So he sees the line outside of Supreme, and he was just letting me know with the minimal English he spoke. He was like, what is it? I would never wait for a restaurant that long. He's <laughs> like, even the Olive Garden sometimes gets that way. I won't do it. And I was like, really? So I Insta-storied him and yeah. really felt connected. I just thought, and yeah, you do know me better because I do like people, and it makes me feel less alone. Yeah. And it makes me feel like it just ramped me up. I, I think where a lot of people see... The world full of people is like too much chaos. For you, it's like a kind of like a inadvertent energy source. Where no matter how you feel about maybe your current life, it's this renewable energy. We're like, there's a fucking six billion other people out there that well, I could have an experience with. Sometimes, but then yesterday, and I will bring it back to you and actually ask you and put a spotlight on you and your life or whatever. Please don't. Maybe I will. <laughs> I will. You and your Rolex over there. But uh, okay, you're gonna get me robbed. Oh Jesus. Oh well. You're doing great. Okay, <laughs> somebody else needs that Rolex. But I went out yesterday to a thing, and that did not make me feel good. That made me. I, I'm an introvert, extrovert, mm-hmm. and I went out, and people were so shit talking, so mean. Yeah, talking shit about filmmakers and being like that person shouldn't be allowed, allowed to make movies. And I just thought, fuck you. Who are you to tell? Like, isn't it? I just got really. I don't know. I just don't like shit talkers. And I thought the whole point of art: make your art. If you don't like it, ignore it. But the whole yeah. point is everybody should be able to make their own thing. And if you don't like it, somebody else will gravitate towards it. Who is this fucking little, I don't know, it's just irritating me. So anyway, but how are you? What's, I'm all right. Are you single? No. Oh, my God. Tell me everything. I have a lovely girlfriend. What? We live together. We've been together a little over two years. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know why you're on the podcast. This is Oh, was this, 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 is this a... This is a, a setup. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who is she? Tell us everything. Uh, her name is Olivia. She is uh, effervescent and lovely. Oh, my God. Um, she's an interior designer, and she's super funny, and she's the best. How did you guys meet? We were set up. What? By another comedian friend of ours. Uh, we were both set up. Her, her friend's exact words were, you're both grumpy. Who was the comedian? Sarah Weinshank. Don't know her. Can't we have her on the pod? She's great. On the pod. <laughs> She's great. And she set us up. And we were both, I think, pretty skeptical. And I think we were both a little over it. Like, over, like I was single. She, you know, we we're both single. And I was kind of like, all right, that's, I was, I, I was kind of like give up mode, but not even on some negative shit. I was like, you know what? I tried. I gave it like, I gave it a go. You've been I married. gave it a go. I was married. I've had several long termers. 
Like, you did your best, and maybe you're just ill-suited for this. Not like... We kissed one time? Yeah, totally. Then you had enough. Yeah, like... Never I was like, again! I was like, you know what? You've met a, not, a lot of nice ladies. Who are you to be so greedy? Some of these ladies have been on television. Who are you to think you deserve more? Call it a day. Walk off the field a winner. Yeah. Hey, maybe you'll make the Hall of Fame. You don't need to keep... You know, tacking on championships. Yeah. Just walk off the field. There's no shame in that. You did it. To admit that you maybe are not, not on them, on me. Maybe I wasn't suited for this. And then I was set up with this lady and, uh, you know. It's a rainy night. It was not Sunday rainy night. There was no rain. Knock on the door. It was May. Oh, it was May. Okay. (laughs) This was all done via phone. So there was no knocks on doors. Okay. So you're set up. Walk me through that because I, that's, that's, that's what my podcast is for. I was set. We were set up. I was very skeptical because I, you know, lurked her Instagram. She's very attractive. And I was like, oh boy. Oh my God. And I, my, that's what I said. And it turned out my, um, a friend of mine has known her a very long time. So I kind of, through lurking her Instagram, saw someone I recognized and texted my friend. I was like, I think I'm going on a blind date with someone you know. And I, she said, who? And I said her name. And her first reply was, Kevin, she's very attractive. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kevin, you're gorgeous. <laughs> no, but like, she was like, Kevin, just so you know, she's very attractive. Oh. And I was like, no, I know. And it is, it's like kind of like a, it's like a, like upsetting. Like she has like a princess face. She does? Yeah. Like, and, and so, like, she, my friend was just like, just so you know, like, she, yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I was, I was, you know, skeptical. I've been, you know, I've, I, again, I'm a very lucky person, and I'm lucky to live in Los Angeles where the aesthetic bell curve is so offset towards the male side where you really get to date out of your league all the time. Well, it's such, right. it's a genuine, I mean, honestly, it's a genuine conspiracy here. Well, women like funny, power, N- women brains. Women are forced to like funny, power, and brains. No, not forced. We're just better people. Okay. I like, I like genius brains. Okay, but if you could put a genius brain in a super hot body, you pick the one with a hot body 100% of the time. Maybe, but unless I feel shameful and inadequate and insecure myself, then I'm like, too beautiful. But <laughs> that's not a picking thing. That's a, that's, that's an internal that's problem. Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Where you've been slowly beaten down by by the by the uh, disproportionate power huh. of the men in Los Angeles to where you're like, no, no, I should like a guy who's like not too attractive because your worry is if he's so attractive, he has so many options in Los Angeles, he will eventually cheat on me. But do you know what? The ugly guys are fucking pieces of shit too. Mm-hmm. They're the meanest because they're that's all pissed how, already. That's how, di- like how you know one sided it is here. Where you can be a full-on gargoyle. Oh, my God. But if you have, like... Money. Not even money, dude. Like, I used to think that. I know I have a lot of female friends. And what they are having to deal with in Los Angeles to find a decent dude is shocking. The kind of compromise they have to do is is incredible. Like what? I'm not getting Just like, I mean, like, a guy... Like, no, no, no. I mean, like, like... No, he's like a shithead. Like he's like not funny, but he's like smart-ish. But he's like he was nice. Like literally, all of them are like he was nice. Like that's like that's the bare minimum. He's really nice. Like nice is nothing. Like wow. Like not an asshole is not an accomplishment. Yeah. But literally, that's like he's really nice. Like uh huh. Like is that the end? You're done. Yeah. Like it's not. It's weird. It's weird. I feel like I don't. I genuinely don't know what to... I can't offer advice to them. I'm like, yeah, man, you live in the worst place for this. Yeah, I have a really hot girlfriend. Like, she's like in like a... I mean, I don't know what this means, but whatever. She's like a Paris Hilton kind of looking girl. Right. And she's like my normal Paris Hilton kind of girlfriend. And I'm like her weird emo friend. Like, that's how I frame it. It's not that. Right. Like, when I... 
make it hyperbolic or whatever. And she just is so fucking hot. Like I would, if I were a guy, I'd be like, oh my God, you hot babe. And she gets treated so horribly Mm -hmm. by these men. I can't believe what she puts up with. I just can't believe it. And I would never, I don't know. It's just insane. I mean, I would say, and and again, if, I don't want to like. I think they're punishing her for being so hot or something. And then she's got internal issues, I'm sure, is, you know. I mean, I would say almost every woman I've dated, if you did it numerically, is like two, at least two. Uh, like a like new numbers above me and some are like wet like you know we're doing numbers for like that is i'm just saying thing. that's the easy way to like to like describe like I, if you just look on an aesthetic scale all of them are like it, there's it, i don't think i've had like an aesthetically equal dating situation ever but the funny thing is if i'm if i'm having sex with a guy or making out with a guy and i'm there I'm hooked into something. I'm not even. I don't care. Like all yeah, that goes no. away. It's, I get, it, all, it does all go away. But I get hooked in, into an idea, and that's such a turn on. Like yeah. I like. I don't know. But the problem is now the initial. The problem I think is the initial reason you approach someone or let someone approach you or, or like engage them if they approach you is like primarily aesthetic, and then like it kind of goes from there. You know. You guys miss the secret paths of the Listerine minstrips. How do you get this out? Okay. Like, and I'm putting on some lip balm. <laughs> I don't want to crack. I'm like smiling too much. I'm like, yeah. Crack my lips. Oh, those are good. Aren't they great? Like they wake you up. Yeah. You don't drink either, right? No. Oh, I had a beer yesterday. You did? I did. Like a real dude. Oh my God. How I, did this happen? I met a, a guy that I think I'm going to be like new dude friends with. Who's this guy? His name's Scotty. He's he's a guy that produces a show I was on. Which one? He, uh, Adam Devine's house party. Okay, keep he's going. a super good dude, hilarious, and uh, he was like, "Dude, let's ha- meet up for a beer." And I was like, "Okay." You're like, "I don't drink, but I, be- I better start." But like, I'm not sober, so I can, in theory, have one. And I went and like had a beer, like a real, like a man, oh like a God. like a real boy, like a real man boy. <laughs> Wait, what happened to that other tall guy who's also an actor that I met one time at that sushi place? Are you Steve? guys, are you guys good friends still? Yeah. Well, that's good. Steve will always be my best friend. How's that guy doing? He's good. <laughs> okay, He's good. great. He just had twins. Let me just check this off. Let's check in with Steve. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> so I need the breakdown. I'm a, I'm a woman. I like details. Okay. okay. You get fixed. Okay, the idea is texted to you by your friend, right? right. It's texted to me by, by, by first it was texted. Well, it wasn't texted me first. First, Sarah's boyfriend, Adam, was like, hey, Sarah has this friend. Maybe we could double. And I was like, fuck yourself. What? That's I was like, fun. fuck yourself forever. No. And he and I remember specifically, I was like, you look so sad saying that. Like his eyes were so Did he get so forced dead. to say that? Yeah, for sure. Ah! He was like, maybe we could double. I was like, ah! dude, I wish I filmed your face right now. It looked like you were saying like, no, it's going to be a really fun baby shower. Like it was such a bummer. Oh, my God. And all I did was laugh at him about it for like two weeks. And he would bring it up repetitively. I was like, dude, no, I'm not going on a double because this girl's afraid I'll murder her. Like, no, like, please leave me alone about this. And then it just kept, they kept like kind of yeckling me about it. And I think they were doing the same to her. Oh, okay. Okay. And so I was like, okay, what's her name? And I looked her up and I was like, dude, I don't know. She's like younger than me and very attractive. How much younger? She's 11 years younger than me. Love it. Love it. (laughs) And like, again, like I, that's not a, that's a, that's a gap that maybe is a little, I'm not young. I'm only dating a guy 30 years older than me now at this point. I don't give a fuck. That's because you are a prisoner in the dating cage known as I'm not dating anybody. I'm not dating anybody. No, I'm saying that. But you live, you live in this like. 
torture chamber city. Alec Baldwin met his current wife when she was walking down the street, just hanging with her girlfriends. Uh, she's a yoga instructor. He's 30 years older, and they seem very happy. <laughs> That's what I think. Okay, anyway. No. All Anthony right. Bourdain, who I just found out is bisexual. Okay, whatever. Is that true? I think so. Exclusive. Okay. That's what I heard. Fire up, man. He's going out with Ozio Argento, though. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, that's not here. I know a guy. I'm not going to name him, but I know a guy who had a chance to sleep with Ozzy Argento and didn't. And he didn't realize till long after. He's like, oh, when she invited me to her to- hotel room, that may have meant she wanted to kiss. And they oh didn't do God. it. Oh, my God. Who was that guy? I, I just said before. Steven I'm not... Spielberg. No. Tell me. It was Macaulay Culkin. I can't no. believe it. No. Um, so we get set up. Okay, but did you call her? Did yes. you call? You called her on the phone. Oh, no. I texted oh, first. Oh, God. I texted first. You texted first. You didn't do a text where you're like, hey, when's a good time to call? You didn't, did no, you go into those? I texted. What did you say? I want the uh, I said, I just wrote her name in all caps with an exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Olivia, this is with my name. Like, this is Kevin. Got your number from Sarah. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Like, very robotic, as you would are not surprised. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then we started texting. And then did you ever take it to a phone call or did you just make the plan via text? I think, no, I believe there was a phone call early on. Early on, phone call. After the text, move, move it to a phone call, make a plan over the phone. Four hours later, made we're still plan, like... Made a plan via put text. Put on a shoe. Time made a plan. When we texted so much that I was getting alerts that I'd gone over my, like, a Shut lot up. of... Yeah. Because my friend Leslie would what? check in every day to see how it was going. Wait, who's Leslie? Leslie Grossman. She's a hilarious. She's maybe the, she, one of the finest people in the world. Wait, was she's the wife that maybe their husband? She, no, she's my friend who the backup has who, known Olivia since she was a child. Got it. So she was literally texting me every day, like, "What's happening?" Oh my god, I love this. Tell girl. me everything. That's what I would be. Been she doing. was. I mean, it was a group effort. So, and she was like, "How's it going?" I was like, "Well," and I sent her the picture of like, "You have gone over your minutes." Oh my was god, like, Kevin, I'm very excited. I don't want to get overly excited, but this is going very well. Can I tell you? That what you're describing right now is why I think marriage and a ceremony is a beautiful thing because mm-hmm. that's where all the people that rally behind you, yeah, even when you get in your first fight, when you have your first kiss, your first date, the, when you almost split up, but then your friends are like, No, come on, you gotta get, yeah, you have all of them with you. That's something I do think is beautiful about the idea of like a, a wedding. Well, you they know? talk about, uh, I've, I've read something where the larger you make your community with your relationship the more likely it is to succeed because you make your friend you make your friends a part of it and you feel a responsibility you feel a part of this like community they like you know they care about you like you know like oh if we break up they're going to freak the fuck out that actually kind of sounds scary and weird but it's just like you're you're part of a a group or a world as opposed to just being like this two people that could break up whenever you feel like it no one gives a shit two people only listening to their inside intuition and yeah. uh, what they actually really want if, to do if yeah uh, if, if me and Olivia broke up Leslie would be furious who cares me. no but she would and she'd blame she'd be like what did you do Kevin what did you do so you're on the phone <laughs> yeah. you're talking on the phone you're, you're over your minutes over like and, you know, a lot and I also think the texting is kind of like the new version of old timey like letters like yeah like getting to know each other, you're like mind reading, you're connected. Now the texting is just like, you know, connect intrinsically this like part of you. It's like you're. Yeah, I mean, people refer to like they sent the most romantic text, which sounds so dopey, but you, it's, it's real. True. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about it that I think makes texting not not a thing that we should completely make fun of is you never know when you're going to get one. So it is very, it can be very exciting. You can get one at the perfect moment or not at all or wake up to one. Yeah. Like it is very like the present. The immediacy is both great and awful. It's a gift. Because it makes it like if you text someone you don't hear back immediately, you're like, 
asshole. Oh, you know what I don't like? When you don't hear back immediately and they have a red receipt and you're like, hey, fuck you. See, Get rid I, of the red receipt. I can't idiot. see that. I make it so I can't see yeah, that. Yeah, you can't. I would never have a red receipt. Yeah, no. I wouldn't mind if Aristotle, my producer, had red receipts. Only for me. You can only turn that on, you can turn that on for me so I can be like, he saw it. I mean, but, I, but I don't want that because then I'd be even more furious. I'd be like, he saw it. Hit him right back. I just want a thumbs up. Come on, Aristotle. And I am hysterical. I mean, and I'm caffeinated now. <laughs> I was talking with my therapist about this. About me and Aristotle and our yes. relationship and how fucked up it is. No, but the speed, the, the 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 speed with which communication is sped up is, I don't think you can judge relationships by norm the standards we were raised with anymore. Yeah, because it's different. Thirty years ago, if someone wanted to contact you, they would have had to call your landline. Whereas now, I can contact every woman in the world if they have a, 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 a cell phone with internet access. Yeah. I can contact every ex I've ever had. They can all contact me. Whereas before, it used to, there were much more barriers. And so it's, it's really different. And I think the mistake people are making was we tend to judge ourselves by the old standards. Oh, what are those things that are not working anymore that were the old well, standards? Well, I mean... God, I'm doing a really good job hosting today, I think. You are. Keeping it moving, asking oh, yeah. real questions. Well, you know, I've always... When like a celebrity couple breaks up, I'm always like, oh, it's way harder for two famous people to stay together because the amount of options they have as a famous person and like just there's no like, oh, my life's going to be so terrible if we split up. It's like, no, I'm hella rich. I'm going to be able to, I don't know, have sex with the hottest people in the world. We're aging better now. Yeah. So but even to us normal people. Like, we're much more cognizant of the world out there than we used to be. Hey, wait. Don't call yourself normal. You're on my podcast. I'm selling okay. you as very famous. Right. You've been on TV a lot. Okay. People aspire to be you. Okay? So don't be defeated. I would like to meet that one man. They're all... They're, it's me. <laughs> this... Okay. Okay. And a lot of others. Go on. Um, but yeah, so the, the rest of us, it's just all that stuff is sped up. And I think it's like... You can give you... While we're constantly like millennials are being lampooned and made fun of, and all of us are for staring at our phones forever, we also need to be given a little bit of a break. We were handed space phones like eight years ago, and we're still dealing with it. Like, yeah. I actually saw a thing where people my age are actually more addicted to their phones than people younger than me. I am so addicted to my phone. Well, me too, because we're still like, holy shit, because we still remember a brick phone. I had a pager. So I still remember that old shit. And you're like, dude, I used to have like what used to have to happen for me to find get information was insane. So this is still very impressive to me. Yeah. And I'm getting shit done. When people are like, oh, you're on your phone. It's like, we don't, don't do that. That's Yo, so you can like, make money with your phone all yeah. day if you're if you're on it. Yeah. So like, I don't I think give it give yourself a break a little bit for like how you're behaving in reference to this shocking piece of technology that we've been handed, which is also being used to control us. And we're losing, but still, it's exciting. Um, But also, and then I have a weird, I could get into a deeper weird conversation that I'll try not to about Insta stories. You're not on, you don't Insta stories. I very rarely do it. So I... And I try not to look at people's because I don't want them to know you can see it. Yeah, you can see, I know. Well, so I... I'll freak them out. At first I was very shy to be on Insta stories. And then I was like... Started to do it, got real comfortable, looked at other people's. Busy Phillips, have you ever seen hers? Mm-mm. Busy Phillips, and I adore her. Can you... I tell you something funny about her? Yeah. I just, I one day decided without any information or facts Uh-oh. or anything other than the fact that her last name is Phillips, that she was related to the mamas and the papas, Phillips family, That's... China. Yeah. And because I, I literally, my rationale was she has an interesting name. They have interesting names. They must be a family. Well, Bijou Phillips 
is Bijou. related. And then Busy and Bijou, I get confused too. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah, Bijou is related to China. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I just decided, well, she has an interesting first name and her last name is Phillips. They must be related. I get it. So I said this to two of my friends. They were like, what in every fuck are you talking about? She's from like Phoenix or something. I was like, no, she's definitely from like the Laurel Canyon Mamas and Papas yes! Phillips. I just created that narrative in my head for like a decade. Did you ever go on a date with her? No. I, I, I've only met her once. We, I was on like a show she, she was on years ago. What show? It had something with love in the title. It was one of those shows that kind of like, like a group of young people about dating. Cougar Town. No, no, no. This is this is like <laughs> long, long ago. Oh, I don't know. Like 15 years ago. Oh, she was very nice. We're petering out fast here on the Level X podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, oh, okay. Oh, well, here's, well, she goes hard on the Insta yeah. stories. And yeah, it's yeah. earnest. It's not ironic. She's just like, you guys, you guys, like every single, and I, and I watch them and I love them. Mm-hmm. And I had to get over the hump where it's like, there, there, she's not, there's no like, I know I'm Insta storying. This is like, it's like, you guys, this is what I'm doing now. And, and she has a husband, and he's, like, so supportive of it. And he's, mm-hmm. she's just always next to him, just but always talking to her. Her husband's so cool looking. So cool looking. Totally accepts her for who she is. Like, that's a, I mean, who knows what's going on. But it looks, looks like a real beautiful, ideal mm-hmm. relationship because they're just full, two fully realized people living their lives together. I don't know, whatever. They seem like they're flourishing, and I like her and her Insta stories. So that inspired me to go harder on my Insta stories. So mm-hmm. now I'm in. And like the dashes are so small. They are, yeah. And by the way, Aristotle was like, I, I couldn't go make it, and I don't even know what I didn't know what Aristotle was talking about because he he. I was like, how did Aristotle know how many more Insta stories of mine were to come? And then somebody had to explain to me that those little dashes mean like that's how many stories. I did not know that. Meanwhile, I'm like DMing on Twitter with Steve Agee because he's so confused, and I keep having to like explain Insta stories to him too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I'm learning from Aristotle. I'm teaching Steve. It's like this, you know, we're all helping each other out. It's the future. (laughs) But it's weird because people will make fun of my, the amount of Insta stories I do. And yet they do some Insta stories. And I just feel like we're done here. We're all in it. Okay. We're all doing it. If you're doing it partially and you're shy, you're dipping your toe in, don't don't judge me. I'm just going more full throttle than you. It's just weird. Making fun of technology to me is, is a is it's a, a dorky thing to do it's dorky it's also a sign that you're you feel oh. like you're being left out oh wait yeah well it's you're like, leaving yourself out yeah you're, you're leaving yourself out lame. but you feel like you can tell something's moving past you and if you're not okay with that you get a little salty and then you got to create separation and be like i'm here you're yeah. here i don't care i love vinyl yeah. only and you're like mm-hmm. okay, you're like Cheryl Wax. Yeah, yeah seriously so i'm like fucking if you're, I like, and I like when people go hard. I like when they fucking go, fuck it, I'm diving in. Cause I watch all the people's Insta Well, it's so easy to ignore. So having a yeah. pro, it's so elective. Yeah. If you don't want to do it, don't yeah. do it. Don't watch. So you're basically, Flip. someone complaining about it is like, dude, it's so lame that I walked into your house and you didn't have exactly what I wanted. Like, yeah. suck 10,000 yeah. dicks. Yeah. You're a moron. Nobody invited you and just keep on walking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, but I, I do get the occasional, like, oh, I do get the occasional thing, always from a man being like, hey, you Insta stories too much. Or like, you should. And I go, okay. That would be like if I watched your comedy and was like, you should. It's like, I can go fuck myself. Yeah. You do your thing. Consider the psychology <laughs> of someone who's so obsessed with you. They watch all your Insta stories. Exactly. Those <laughs> and then have the temerity. The time. To, to do- have notes. <laughs> For something yeah. they in no way contributed to. But usually I start crying, though. I get affected. I'm like, oh my God, and I write a really long email back being like, how dare you? No. <laughs> Keep in mind the sadness of that human being. Like, it is, a, at this point, like, the notion of internet troll, we've had it for a while. Yeah. 
it, but it, so now it's just like, give me a break, you fucking idiot. Like you, not to sound snobbish, but like, yo, I don't see you, man. Like you're not. I'm in this world. You're yeah. not in my world, bro. There is a quote. Have you ever seen Isaac Mizrahi's documentary Unzipped? Yeah. That was a good one. I love that documentary so My much. My favorite part is he just holds up. He's looking at like a Mark Jacobs. He's cool. He's like, he's good. He's <laughs> so good. And I was like, game recognizing game. Those are two, a talented person being like, he's good, right? And they're oh. all like, he's really good. And he's like, God, he's really good. Oh, my God. I love that you've seen it. I love that you remember a detail from yeah, it. There's like I love a... that documentary. Uh, I love I... fashion documentaries. I do, too. The September I... issue oh, I know. is a masterpiece. You are Merit's material, Kevin yeah, Christie. a masterpiece. I that. can't believe by the end of that, you're like, I'd work for her. I was so impressed yes. by her. I'm a huge fan. Oh, my God. I love that you're fondling the, uh, yeah. whatever this is, the microphone cord yep. or whatever. Um, in the September, uh, not September issue, in Unzipped, yeah. well, also there's a great scene with Eartha Kitt. Where Eartha Kitt I-, I love that movie because it, it gave uh, permission to just live in your own world mm-hmm. of bullshit and ridiculousness. And they take it seriously. And it's like, that's great. They're happy. They're flourishing. They're fucking I think it's living in just a world of design. Of design. You're right. How dare I? I was and, trying to... and good Talent. fashion design is basically being a very adept, abstract artist that's on true. like a tactile level. Oh, my God. Yeah, people and are wearing. And a three-dimensional level. Wearing art. A three-dimensional level. Like the people that are truly good at it, it's as transcendent as any art. Like they're on some other level shit. Like I can't, like it's, it's like anything to me. Those people are special people. <laughs> like got, the ones who are truly good at it, it's like, okay. Like you've, you've got a great aesthetic. You've got good style. Thanks. And you got a great, you decorated your house. I've only been there like twice or something. Well, now it's, uh, she redecorated, <gasps> so it looks oh, like 10 and, times better. And the woman you're with. Yeah. Is she's a, a real badass. I can't, oh, so she, she's an interior designer. She has her own interior design company with a partner called Twofold LA, and they can, they can really drop a, drop a bomb on your house and make it look fancy. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Um, well, we're going to get back to that. But my, okay, well, the whole thing with Unzip was, aside from the wonderful scene with like Eartha Kitt like moving and being all like fucking mm-hmm. whatever, writhing and coolness, yeah, whatever, being she's a, a I love badass, her. Such man. a fucking badass. But there is a scene at the beginning of it that, that you know, speaks to the point we're making a second ago where Isaac is getting like a Isaac, like I know him, but whatever. <laughs> Isaac, Isaac. Okay, but uh, Isaac Mizrahi, he's like reading a review of his, of his yeah. most, that's where the movie begins and it ends with a show, but it begins with the show and he's reading his reviews and he's on like a terrace smoking a cigarette. He's all excited, getting the paper, reading the review of his, of his show. And it was a devastatingly bad yeah. review. And he's he being interviewed. And I think his boyfriend at the time was the documentarian. He was like, I just don't get it. I don't know why. Like, if you don't like it, ignore it, but don't yeah. like, you're talking so much shit about it, being horrible about it. I'm paraphrasing badly, but, uh, if you don't like, ignore. Ignore if you don't like it. And I never forgot that sentiment because I completely agree. And that translates to people talking shit to people's like, essentially, I don't know. Uh, Instagram well, is like an art kind of thing, I think. Or you put it to your, it's your outlet. It can in be that a- world, it's, it's odd. Criticism is an industry. Ugh. So you have to. I don't like film critics either. You have. Uh, I mean, oh, you, sorry, ha- Leonard you have to look at it. It is their job. Yeah. I mean, it's their job to be critical. And if you're just a. Like high fiver, no one's going to respect your objectivity. So yeah. Diablo Cody used to be a film reviewer, and I remember her, there's an interview where she says like, "Oh, sometimes I'd write a bad review because I just wrote too many good ones in a row." Oh wow! And you you do have to like kind of flex that thing. Can I, you just I, be honest about how you feel? I had a friend that got uh, reviewed an art forum, and the person really shit on him, and it really fucked her up. And then the people from Art Forum contacted her and were like, hey, we're really sorry. We really love your work, but that was the only person we could find in that city to write it. And they just 
Like their whole plan was like, let's give her a review because we think she's rad. Oh, no. But they just happened to pick a person that didn't like her work. And I, and it this really affected her life like long term. Oh my god! And it's when you look at it on that arbitrary level. Also, few things age as badly as criticism. It's really? like go back and look at reviews for like old artist shows, like an old Julian Schnabel show or someone like that. I would not remember that. I would not remember. Well, they they don't fucking matter. Like they completely go away. Like no one remembers that review from 20 years ago. What they do remember is Julian Schnabel. Oh, you're saying people don't remember the reviews. Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, no, God, not I thought... the people people remember them, but long term like the public doesn't. Doesn't it's remember the reviews. A, well, because it's it's of that week. Got it, got it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I thought you were saying that the, that the no, review yeah. lives on. No, no. 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 I Good. mean, rarely. Yeah. Ra- there's a few famous reviewers where their 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 words do live on. Roberta Smith is very important, and she can make careers, and I think she's pretty objective. But, like, these people that are talking, sh- especially now on the internet. Oh, yeah, so much. Like, you're telling me someone's going to, like, you know what? Let me go back into some old YouTube comments and see what was popping in 2015. Yeah. Like, that is not going to happen ever. Well, what do you think about my crazy? Like, I got so livid. I was probably taking it personally, and it was, like, a weird, I don't know, uh, whatever. But, like, when this woman yesterday at this thing, she was, like, she's a film critic, but I think she's a producer also. Whatever. Perfect mix. I know. That's what I thought. And she was, like, there, and these people were having a conversation about movies and it was at the LA Film Festival. It was like opening night mm. party, whatever. And there, this girl was like, "Some people shouldn't be allowed to make people. People. Some people shouldn't be allowed to make movies, and uh, they just should, it shouldn't be so easy. They shouldn't make movies, whatever." And I just, I just thought, you know, even a movie like The Room, which is so bad, like it's been mm-hmm. like it's like a cult. But it's like I just didn't agree with her, and I was so irritated. And I said that I was like, "Well, wow, if I ever make a movie, I really hope you like it, so you don't think I, I shouldn't have been allowed to make it or something." Yeah. It's just, and it got under my skin because that's the whole mentality and that kind of like conscious level of like, "You're gonna tell who are you to decide?" It's like, it just really irritated me because it goes speaks to everything. It's like some kind of like dictatorship, a weird like control. It, it just people made me so mis- angry. People mistake being an expert as being in charge. And they're two different things. And for someone yeah. to say, like, you, some people shouldn't be allowed. It's like, fuck that. that even that. Yeah, that's that. And also you have to like, oh, have you as everything you've ever done been, great? been such a banger? Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> A, there's no such person yeah. ever. And there's some people that have had incredible track records. But like, so everything you've done has just been so hot. Yeah. That you're like, holy I shit. I don't like, think so. Yeah. Like, there's not there's like maybe Kubrick. I don't even know, really. But, like, Who someone some that's means. just someone being pissed that her last thing can't get financed or whatever. And she's like, well, there's too many. The marketplace is flooded. Oh, yeah. It's and like, it's not. Yeah. Well, it is and, and it, it's not. Yeah. But it's also a way bigger marketplace. But, and I even said to her, though, I went, I went, I'm happy if a piece of shit comes out because then maybe it'll make. I said, you should be happy. It'll make your shit look better if your stuff is so good. Or or the, the people will gravitate to that will gravitate to that. Just like other shit existed that you found that maybe other people didn't like, but it yeah. spoke to you and you felt less alone because of I that mean, thing. When you and I were, you know, Dating? both of us. <laughs> when we were married and, uh, and had toward love affair. Just kidding. This is all I mean, a joke. You this had is... a chance. Okay. So, okay. It was a weird time. But when you and I were coming up in sort of the comedy world early 2000s, there was kind of this big divide between like the alt world and the non art Did I ever world. come up? No, but I'm you here. were around. <laughs> no, yeah. You were around. You know, you knew all those people and stuff. And there was this big kind of rift. Where like the alt kids kind of had these this idea of like what comedy should be. Fuck that. And it was like you should be super stoked that every comedian's not like you because you get to make a living now. Whereas if it was just this sea of white dudes with glasses who look exactly like me and have the same worldview, yeah. Guess what? 
we're not going to get a lot of work. Yeah. Because there's too fucking many of us, stupid. So you should be fired up about the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. You should be glad it's out there. Because now you get to make fun of it. Or make fun of Jay Leno. It's like, as much as Andy Kindler hates Jay Leno, like, he's made a, a, a good part of his living making fun of that dude. And so you should be kind of stoked. Like, the notion that things should be homogenized is a pretty idiotic point of view. Yeah. And it also speaks to having pretty limited taste. Like, oh, you, I get, like, I know the five comics you think are brilliant, mm-hmm. but you're so focused on those five people, you don't necessarily think that, you don't recognize the brilliance of maybe someone else who's maybe not your taste, but came up in a different time yeah. and recognize the context of why they're like that. Like, I look, like, one of my favorite comics is Ron White, who's from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. He's fucking hysterical. And if you don't get that, you actually have a pretty limited view of stand-up comedy. And, like, I can actually say, because I'm not, I'm relatively educated about it, you're wrong. Yeah. He's objectively funny. And, like, I can be the same way. I can have that opinion about many things. But I also am very aware that there's a lot of shit going on that I don't know about. Yeah. And some new things that I'm not aware of or music-wise are, like, I, I can't be like, oh, it sucks. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Let the kids do their thing and see where it goes. You know what's interesting to me? And I feel like I mention this guy every single podcast because he's my best friend. Uh, David Lowry, he's a filmmaker, he's been on the show, mm-hmm. love this guy, going to Dallas Saturday, staying at him, his house, with his wife's house, their house, whatever. Um, shout out to David, Augustine, and Athena, you guys. Anyway, he said to me one time, we saw a movie, and I was like, what did you think? And he went, I really think the director, uh, oh God, I'm gonna, uh, he did what he intended to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought, because I didn't really like the movie, but yeah. then when I looked at it that way, the director set out to do a thing, tell a story a certain way, and landed exactly what they wanted to do. And I thought that was so interesting. And like sometimes, and like I can see that in comedy, where it's it might not be my taste, it might not be for me, but if there's a yeah. specific goal and they're trying to do a thing a certain way or land information or create a mood or create a mm-hmm. whatever, you don't know their criteria. Yeah, you remember that movie Bully? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I hated that thing. Wasn't Bijou Phillips in that movie? I think so. Well, we so I, I didn't like that movie. I watched it, and at the end, I was like, I fucking hated that. And Not then I was, for you. And then I was like, wait a minute. I think they wanted me. I yes! think that was the goal. Yes! Because it's about a bunch of, it's about one terrible person, and then the terrible thing all these terrible people do to get rid of that terrible person. You left you feeling exactly how and it I was wanted like, wait to a minute. feeling. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way that guy wanted those people to be likable. I'm like, holy shit, he did it. Yes! <laughs> you did it. And I was like, oh, fucking hey, good job, dude. Yes! Like, but you had to oh, take you that moment. You yeah. had to have, you internalized it. You reflected. Yeah. You're, you're, you know. Well, like the new Twin Peaks is on, and I've watched the old one. <sighs> Tell me but more. like, the old one is very confusing at times. But I, I can't. I, every time I think about it, I, can, I think mm-hmm. I, I'm old enough to remember that shit was on regular TV, oh my God. on ABC on Sundays at nine o'clock. The weirdest shit you've ever yeah. seen. That would this the old Twin Peaks would be weird by now Netflix standards. Yeah. And they put that shit on regular TV after, like, whatever. Yeah. And we all watch it, like, as a country, like, what in the fuck yeah. is going on? Like, this was some drug shit. And we were all just like, oh, yeah. I... yeah. And it was, like, so, it, it captured the whole country. There was tons of SNL sketches about it. It was this thing. The fact that it is so crazy, yeah. you have to, if unless you are such a small-minded hater, you have to be like, I can't believe you were able to do that, David yeah. Lynch. That is so gnarly and amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not caught up. I, 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 don't, I haven't watched a new one yet. But I just love that they, someone's willing to give someone money to be a full-on weirdo. Because you need those people. They're the yeah. ones that find the edges. Yes. And they move the edges. Yes. 
without those people, we're all just shopping at the Gap and APC. Yeah. Like, you need those people on the edges making the really weird shit that you don't get. Love that APC reference, by the way. It's very cool. <laughs> it's, it's French Gap. Okay. And so, <laughs> if without those people, you don't go to new places. We're just all, like, in the middle making the same landscape paintings. Yeah. It's like, you need someone who took, like, you need Chris Burden, like, getting shot with a gun in the 60s to be like, whoa, you're going to call that art? Like, yeah, man, I had someone shoot me. And you're like, okay, well, that's some, all right, my painting seems yeah. hella conservative. Yeah. You know? Like, this is real, and you need those folks. They are, they, they're very important. They matter. In every medium, there's those people. Even when people were giving, I mean, I'm making Alina Dunham reference. Like, even people, like, remember, like, older women. I've got even Joan Rivers. I remember hearing her on Howard Stern being like, I can't, no, Lena Dunham, naked on that show, no good. Like That shit was punk as fuck. And I thought, like, you guys, your reaction says it all. Yeah. The fact that you guys are all, that you people out there are so shocked that some girl who doesn't have a supermodel body is getting naked. She has tattoos or she's taking a bath with her friend or well, blowing her. Like, it who speaks to like, A, Joan Rivers probably realized that. in that moment was like, if I was alive now with my Joan Rivers brain and I was 23, mm-hmm. I would have $10 billion. Oh, wow. Because wow. with her work ethic and what she was willing to put up with, if she, if you put her now, that's a good document. And I think there's like a sense of like, God damn it, God damn. A, I, I'm the one who helped build this for you fuckers, and and a thank yeah. you would be nice. Which I'm sure there's no way Lena Dunham's not deferential to Joan Rivers. There's no way. But at the same time, she's like, God damn it. I think about that all the time with when I see older gay men, when they must look at the world now and be like, shit, this looks better. Not that it's gotten enough. Yeah. But they're like. Fuck. I, I, I would have loved to have hold hands in public. You know what's so interesting? I think that yesterday I was with a friend who's a filmmaker, Jordan Firstman. I haven't seen this, this short film, that he made a short film, and it's called Call Your Father, and it's about a young gay man. I think he's having dinner with an older gay man, and mm-hmm. it's that conversation between the two, like, and one is, like, the older generation is, like, irritated by the entitlement yeah. of the younger one, yeah. but it's, like... I think this is what it's about, but that's interesting. And yeah, what did, well, yeah. I, I, I love Iggy Pop, and I was listening to when he was on Marin, and I love the way Iggy Pop talks. I got to listen to that one. Oh, it's amazing. See, Iggy, you do listen to podcasts. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, Iggy, I'm obsessed with Iggy. He's amazing. But he speaks this amazing efficiency. And he was, he'll say things in interviews like about how he met a guy that ended up in his band. He's like, he was the kind of guy you saw and he'd have on red pants. And that's the end of the sentence. And you were like, what the fuck does that mean? I get but it. But then you think about the context. <laughs> It's 1973. Oh. They're in Detroit. And back then, if you wore red pants and walked down the street, a guy was going to beat you up. It was going to happen. Yeah. So, like, he's like, man, he showed up. He had on red boots. And you were like, uh-huh. Like, that's not a thing now. But at the time, it was like, dude, that guy's on some other level shit. Yeah. Let's do this crazy thing together. You have to look at the context of what was happening when these pe- when certain people did certain things. And you ha- it's the same with jo- someone like Joan Rivers. You have to look at when Joan Rivers was doing what she was doing. It's insane. Wait, what was the weird Chelsea Handler? I don't know. We're not, not to get gossipy like we're on E or something, but what was the uh, what was the Chelsea Handler Joan Rivers debacle? I don't know. I think it makes no I, sense to I, me. I don't know. I think they should be on each other's side. I think it's a lot of like Joan Rivers being like, hey, hey you cocky bitch. You know you live in the house <laughs> I built? And tell me you like the tile every once in a while. I asshole. love them both. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, but you know, and I think but at the same time, 
I would imagine a famous female comedian's a little tired of thanking people. <laughs> yeah, and how long like, you have to thank people? Yeah, like you know what? I I had to say thank you for people that didn't do anything to me or for me this whole time. I'm a little tired of being like and without. It's like no, I built. I did this myself. I'm the one who went on the road. I'm the one who did this. Yeah. So I don't know. I love thanking people. I love talking about people from the past. My favorite thing now on the internet is Jeff Grosso's Love Letters to Skateboarding. Who's Jeff Grosso? Jeff Grosso is an 80s skateboarder who now makes a YouTube show about old skateboarding. And it's just the most authentic shit ever. Wait, were you a skateboarder? Yeah. Not professionally. Will you do an alley-oop later? Uh, No, I'm old. And I'm actually in tremendous back pain today. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Wait, is an alley-oop a real thing? Yeah. It is? An alley-oop air is a real thing. I can't believe I only guessed. I <laughs> yeah, just no, said that because yeah. it just felt like intri- it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's wow. a tr- intrinsically you were on your way to being right. <laughs> yeah, it's an it's emotion, and you were on, halfway there. That was good. Yeah, I mean that was good uh, brain work you did. You know? Yeah, I'm an empath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's my favorite thing, and it's just him paying tribute to the people. Like this is the guy. He has this guy on named Eddie Elgario. He's like, this is Eddie Elgario. He's the he invented the Smith grind. You're fucking welcome. Like to and it's like literally this is the reason you do this. He invented this. He did the first. Like I watched this old thing about it was like the history of this one skate company. And they go this guy goes like I was an engineer there the whole time. I invented the concave skateboard deck. And he looks at the camera and goes, I mean you're welcome. Oh my and like, god, that's a person that changed everything yeah. and changed. You can if you actually sat down and looked at the ripple effect. It wouldn't just be in skateboarding. It goes everywhere. Yeah, it goes to like fashion. It goes to behavior. Like, certain sports affect world behavior. They affect the way people look at everything. They affect, like, basketball. A, a famous basketball player can affect the way people fucking date because they affect the way a guy behaves or the way a guy dresses or a way it's, like, in, in it's kind of immeasurable. And I'm fascinated by, like, l- looking at those people and giving those people the credit they deserve. I have never been so attracted to you in all my life. <laughs> okay. Like, if I see someone, if I see, like, a guy, I scared the shit out of a 80s skateboarder named Tommy Guerrero who showed up to the comedy store. I had his deck. I had his T-shirt, stickers, everything. <laughs> he walks in. I'm getting ready to go on stage. And all I can do, he walks by and I just go, I pointed him super hard. Like, Oh, my God. Huh! And all I can do is point and then do a thumbs up. Oh, and my God. He literally flinched like I had a gun. And I was just like, you, man, like that. And then I go on stage and I've never wanted to kill so hard in my entire life because Tommy Guerrero's in the audience. Oh, God, what happened? I fucking murdered. You I lit did? the room on oh, fire. Oh, great. Because it mattered for once. Oh, whatever. It always <laughs> so, matters. So I tried, like, I, I, all I did was check on him. He was right to the left stage, so I would tell a joke, look at him real quick. Oh, my tell God. Tell a joke, look at him real quick. Very like, sexy. Like, <laughs> am I making Tommy Guerrero laugh? Like, it mattered so much. And after, and as I'm leaving stage, I'm like, guys, get, but real quick, give it up. There's a member of the Bones Brigade here. And they, like, you know, a few people know what that is, but like, that guy mattered to me. And not for nothing, he was the first, like, one of the few skaters that wasn't white in the 80s. He was the first, like, street skater, like, big street skater with style. Like, he changed a million things. He, like, guys like him sort of made skate parks go away. Like, that's a, a huge economic effect. Because vert skating stopped being as cool. So now kids are like, oh, I can skate in the street. So oh. then a bunch of kids that were like, well, I can't afford pads. And I don't know anyone with an expensive ramp probably didn't skate. Yeah. So all of a sudden they're like, wait, I can do this. Oh, my God. It opens up all these worlds. This passion. And I don't know if, and I want to make sure those people are aware of it. Like, I, if I meet someone who's drawing, like, I met a guy. This I went to, my friend got inducted to the Skateboard Hall of Fame, Ed Templeton. He's an artist. Oh, Ed Templeton. Yeah. yeah. And I oh, went. Artist skateboarder. Artist skateboarder, like, you know, super important dude. 
And I went, and it's like he knew I'd be excited about it. And there was a guy there named John Lucero, and I copied. He did skate graphics as well as with a skater, and I copied one of the skate graphics he did probably a hundred times to learn how to draw because it had like wood grain and these scary eyes. And I, as a small kid, I just would draw it and draw it and draw it. And I probably like accosted him. I was like, dude, I fucking drew that shit a million times. And now I'm an artist. I do skate graphics. Like you have, like you have to know, dude, your shit was so important. Yeah. And like mattered to thousands and thousands and thousands of kids. Like those drawings and those things, like they're the reason people did shit. Like you started, you changed lives and there's a and you can do that in every industry. There's like a probably a guitar solo that changed someone's life. Like that's I picked a guitar. Now I'm a producer. I have this nice life. I have kids. We live in the palace. It's like there's all that shit. Yeah. And I want to like. I mean, I do this. I used to do this commercial auditions all the time. If I saw a character actor that was on The West Wing, I was like, "Come here, you fucking killed that shit." Oh my god. And it you were rad because there's no, you know no a I'm I'm not lying. I'm not like saying it to just say it. Yeah. They were awesome, and I'd like them to know because that shit matters. And it's so easy, especially now, to have the results of the stuff you do get lost in the kind of massive avalanche of stuff. Yeah. Especially as you get older. I mean, I'm 40, and there's a real, like, you start to feel like, you're like, oh, I'm getting a little more invisible here. Or really? a little less visible, you yeah. You feel like that? Yeah, totally. Why? I don't know, because like, there's... what happens? How does that Well, there's manifest? just a new group of people doing the same stuff, or doing similar stuff. And there's not room for everyone. So you Or you have to change the way in which you express yourself or you get you, the kind of attention you get changes really i don't get the same kind of attention i got when i was in my 20s because i'm not like young and have potential now i need to be skilled oh wow pat like i'm past a certain age i think especially as a dude you're basically just a product of your skill set oh, like wow. my job is to be useful it's not about like He's talented, but also like he's young, and that's it's like no. Who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah, no, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah, you and you either like it or not. It happened. Yeah, it happened exactly. (laughs) So it just like changes, and you have to kind of see that as what it. I I noticed it where when I would act and stuff, and I was like the most experienced guy on set, and I was like, whoa, whoa. Oh wow! Like I wasn't the new guy on set. That will never happen for me. (laughs) (laughs) Or like you know now everyone IMDb's each other, so some kid will come up to me like, dude, you've done like tons of shit, and I'm like. Uh, okay, I guess. Yeah. But a set still feels like an alien world, kind of, because it's weird. And also getting a job is always like, getting I'm a so job, grateful. It's yeah. so great to work, you know? But like you're, when you're the kind of veteran, that's odd. At least to me, it feels odd at first, whereas now I'm a little more used to it. But yeah, you just have to change your... You have to adjust your value system so you're not still trying to get that attention in the same way you got when you were younger otherwise it's just a means to make yourself miserable and dress like a a, a moron well that's why i only date 26 year old boys and then <laughs> drink their blood you should oh my god i got i got you should change their life <laughs> I, do, I do actually it seems like i oh, you probably noticed this <laughs> what tell me there's like this it's a small thing but there's like this thing where like cool skateboarders i've never liked skateboarders we'll start dating like a really cool interesting model like chloe 70 or no or a like, like alex olsen dated that older model yeah and it, and all of a sudden then they get cooler because oh, i think yeah. the models like read this book listen to this music look at this label and like because model people give models and beautiful people in general a really shitty rap jesus but look at you schooling people they like travel the world they have like a broad experience base so like I think that like they they like this is like the idea of a muse sounds kind of corny. Kevin Christie in defense of models. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough, it's a it's a hard angle. But go on. But like muses are kind of a real thing. The one one hey, of them. Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean you're not not one. 
Like you have make it's a silly moniker, but like you've dated a lot of artistic dudes and like to the notion that you've had no effect on what they do is is I don't think correct. Hey. I know some of them. Listen, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I'm just trying to be humble over here. No, but like, you know, you're an interesting person. You have interesting taste. You share that taste with people. You probably affected point them like, hey, do you know this artist? Do you know this band? Next thing you know, it's in a soundtrack, maybe, and you're like, motherfucker. I'm not saying I, I've, maybe I've slept with some drummers who want to be front men who are now front men <laughs> and very successful who have yeah. written a song or two about me. Someone, Whatever. Someone boned Zach De La Roca when he was in that band as a drummer and was like, you know, you have kind of a cool voice. And he was like, do I? Yeah. <laughs> you sometimes, I mean, women mature much faster. So if you're like a young dude, a girl the same age is like, you know what you'd be really into? I have to tell you stories. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think it's a thing that there. Fuck, I can't think of the name, but a woman that was kind of one of the Rolling Stones muses just passed away, like yesterday. Anita Pallenberg, yeah. right? I know. I read her bio because I wanted to be her when I was younger. All those dudes that were like obsessed with Nico, like mm-hmm. that shit matters. Yes, and it, but it gets kind of discounted because Thank it's about like that. sex you. and stuff. It's like yeah, they fucked a bunch, but also like. It was about the energy. Pillow about... talk. The magic of pillow talk. You're laying in bed naked, intertwined, fucking nonstop. The girl, like, older, wiser, women no more. Yeah. Like, you know, mature, whatever. And then the woman's, like, the spell she casts of, like, a badass, sexy girl who's, like, you know, teaching how to fu- uh, Whatever. Yeah, it's she like, gets up out of bed. And... She walks to the bathroom topless. And yes. she's like, you'd like Serge Gainsborough. And you're like, who the fuck is that? Yes. <laughs> and, like, but it's a, and it's a real thing. It's and a I, real thing. And I really, I've always romanticized, it, like, Anita Pallenberg and women like that because I used to yeah. only date guys who look like like Mick Jagger and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I used to be totally into that and want to be that and yeah. like kind of had moments like that where it's like, yeah, it's just a fucking real thing. And that's how songs are written. Got you know, you get under a guy's skin and, and it's romantic and it's uh, every. I mean, what? Not let's say ninety five percent of the rock songs ever written were about some lady that fucked some dude up. Men have feelings sometimes. Yeah, it's the worst. But like that, I think. Again, anytime something gets categorized in the world of sex, it gets kind of like the the value of it gets lower. Like, oh, they were just fucking. It's like, yeah, but they also were like learning stuff together. Oh, I love that you understand this because I've tried to date normals and like normal boneheady kind of like Miami guys. One time I tried to date like a Miami mm-hmm. guy. I think that was a year ago. Uh, oh, God. Whatever. I'm leaving that in. He won't listen to this. Okay. I mean, that's why I've all I, I mean, I feel like I've dated only interesting people. Yeah, I can't because I can't be attracted to someone who's bland. Like, if you don't have a point of view and like interesting stuff, like you're just gonna be bummed on me. And I need the magic. I need like that. Like, I need somebody to understand. Like, I don't know. Well, there's something really. There's something really cool about someone who gets fired up about something you didn't even know. You're like, you're like, wait a minute, why are you so fired up about this? They're like, no, 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 this mattered because of this person. And it's hard because as a dude, especially, you feel like you're mansplaining someone, but like. I can scream at someone in the face about why Jeff Grosso matters. I don't and know, who is that? He's the guy who makes that internet oh, show sorry, I love. Sorry, I love but you. like, you know, all that stuff. And you're like, no, 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 this guy did this and did this at this time. And this artist was in this magazine and this illustrator did this. And he, then this guy was a fan of his and then he became my professor. And like, he told me to go look at this. Like, I'm my, one of my dear friends, I met him when I was 20. He was an art director for my friend's band. He was like, I'm, I was like, I'm going to go to Art Center. And he goes, oh, Look up this guy. He'll change your life. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do whatever you tell me to. Yeah. And then I went and I found that guy. And, like, he literally actually did change my life. He was my favorite teacher. And he was, like, and he was probably only four years older than me. But he was a fucking badass and an actual genius. And, like, he, the places he steered me and was like, Who? this is this artist named Jason Holly. 
and like these other two artists named the Clayton Brothers, and they were like, "You're one of us. Go be rad. Look at this shit. Do whatever. Like you could do this. You could do this." And it's that kind of encouragement, it's- and 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 that comes from who they liked. And like, who told them the same thing? Yes, it's like a, it is a line. Can I... And if you do, if you're not a person who's willing to like say to people you're rad, you you're stopping the line. Oh wow! If you have the notion that you somehow are this orb in a vacuum that created yourself, you're you're stopping the line. Well, that's and a that's different. Shitty. That's a different. That's a willingness to like transit, like move your ego aside and be like, oh my god, you matter to me, and like to be earnest. Like, oh, yeah, we can and do it that. encourages them to keep being that person and, and encouraging other people. And then as you like, as I get older. I want to also be that person who sees like a young person who's rad and is like, go look snack. at this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm taking my snack out. Aristotle, can I? I'm sorry. I'm getting a little blood sugar <laughs> and I want to hear you talk still. Oh, because here's something. Speaking to that. Oh, sounds a little bit braggy. Must I apologize for myself every step of the way? No, no, no. But if, uh, 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 what's, the, what's the saying? Humility in the face of ability is hypocrisy. Oh, well, what does that mean? What are you saying? Is that, are you being mean I'd to be, me? No, no, it means to discount something you've done. You're basically being a hypocrite. If someone else did it, you'd be like, that was rad. That's true. Well, I'm going to say this. I used to, when I was like 15, going to shows at the Jabberjaw and then later on at the Smell and working the door at all these weird clubs, meeting all these fucking cool, like older people who I didn't even realize were in their like mid to late 20s, early mm-hmm. 30s. I'm like in the backseat of cars at 15, smoking cigarettes, like doing drugs, like going to these apartments where like, my friends had their own cars and like apartments and I would mm-hmm. like look at their place and I didn't pay attention to age. then. that's why it's such a funny thing when you, if I notice older people ask about age more than younger, because younger kids like don't know it. I think everybody's the same age kind of, I feel like. Yeah. Once wrong. you hit 22, everyone's 25 for like 15 years. Kind of. I feel that way. Yeah. But I used to have no idea. Which is how... rad. Kind of. Yeah. Cause you're I just in so. this like soup of people that you find <laughs> inspiring and, and are going to fuck. Soup of people. I love, <laughs> yeah. I love a soup of people. Yeah. Um, but I would go to these houses and be like, wow, oh, my God, look, they like they have all this furniture and like art and they've got all these things yeah. on their fridge. Like, where do they find all these like tchotchkes and where do they find these things? Their and, rich parents storage space. I mean, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, probably. <laughs> but also like this collection of an uh, that created an identity yeah. and, and a story. And I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. And I was like so like I, I was like looked up to these people because they're so cool to me and i thought god one day i want to be like a cool person with a story and photos in my fridge and like Mm -hmm. like this curated cool life that makes me look cool or something like yeah but i and then now i have that yeah and young people come over to my house and like and like where'd you get this couch and you're like oh you're starting i'm like ikea just kidding yeah but it's not (laughs) but also you're like Dude, I can't. Don't, don't sweat it. Like it's not expensive. Yeah, it's not. But a you're deal. also you. You just think they're like, oh, you want to maybe if you were wanting to be cynical, you're like, you're gonna rip my style off. But no, no, I don't think the that. truth is you're I like flourish. And f- you're like, it. oh, you're starting. You're starting. Mm-hmm. Nothing is more interesting than seeing someone start to create themselves. It is the fucking best. Like, like we're like a young comic, and like you're like, oh, cooler outfit. All of a sudden, someone's wearing something cool on stage. You're like, oh, you're starting. You're starting to feel comfortable enough to be like, no, I want to be this. And I'm going to be this. It's really interesting to watch because it's like a slow selection process. And it tells you what they like, what they're afraid of, what they're not afraid of. It's fascinating. Can you hear me chewing my no. my crumb cake? Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, yeah, I wasn't even talking about my Ikea couch. I was talking about <laughs> the cool things in my mantle. I've got some crystals. Oh, my mantle cool... is a banger. Oh, check out my mantle. It's fucking Please. crazy. <laughs> my mantle fucking kills oh it. Oh, my God. Mantle battle. <laughs> 
That would be the best Tumblr. What a yuppie mantle. Like, roast, roast battle, but you just put, you mantle. post mantle pics and people talk shit. You know what? I don't want people to talk shit. I just want to, I would want to just celebrate mantles, just each mantle on their own. Let them live on a different Tumblr post every day. I'm not trying to compete. I got multiple agates. Jesus. What's an agate? It's, the, you know, the rock that you cut in half and it has the crystals. I, I can't do this right now. Okay. I just can't. Um, so you call her up on the phone. Yeah. You call her up point. on the phone. And then. The first date. Who makes the plan? Okay, the plan. What did you wear? It was a okay. collective plan. Collective plan. Wait. She don't was like, skin well, past. she. It was like a let's meet here. Okay, so you're meeting someplace. Do you La Poubelle. You met at La Poubelle. Did you drive there? Did you lift? Did you Uber? I drive. We both drove. You both drove your car separately. Bad move, I think. Is how you're gonna fucking make out in a car. Well, because God. I think this was our first meeting, and she was very skeptical. Because again, as a woman, you can't blame him. What if I want to murder someone? No, you're. You, you've been vetted. Kind of. Kind of. Come on. You're on TV. Doesn't matter. That's all I mean you to know. Nope. Okay, I'm yelling. I hope that's okay, Aristotle. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so we meet. We, we, we meet at La Poubelle. We talk for a very long time. Uh, it goes very well. We did, get along. Did she drink? I think maybe she had a glass of wine. Had a glass of wine. No alcohol for you? No alcohol for me. What did you guys order? We ordered food. She ordered a food? salad. Food, you say? She Very ordered cool. a salad. I ordered... Some stuff that was kind of, in retrospect, weird. I ordered, like, the macaroni and cheese. Are you vegan? No. Good. And so... Sorry. Sorry, Aristotle. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And we hung out and talked for a long time. When it was done, I was like, okay, uh, I didn't embarrass myself. That seems like a great girl. I wonder if she likes me. Like, I couldn't necessarily tell. Hold on. What did you wear? I and wore why? a black t-shirt, black jeans, a very very nice flannel that's a buffalo check it's purple and black it's from Ironheart it is a masterpiece it was worth every penny uh, I wore black okay. red wings so I was a little taller and uh, oh, really? yeah how tall are you 5'11 red wings I think I get almost 6 feet I don't recommend eating on a podcast. I just <laughs> try to eat a bit more of a crumb cake. To... You want to hear some hilarious eating on a podcast? Chris Rock on WTF. He has like a whole meal. All you, I mean, you hear so much chewing. You're like, mm -hmm. is this a bit? Then I'm in good company. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm just yeah. trying to alleviate my, yeah. uh, my, my decreasing blood sugar. I've been sugar. buying comic books from that guy for probably 20 years. We dated? Crazy. Is that just, just kidding. No, we never dated. Oh, That's such uh, a sweetheart. The owner of Meltdown Comics just walked by in case I, you guys out there don't know what the fuck I've been coming about. here so long. This place used to carry a book I published. Really? That I sold here on consignment. Really? Yeah. What book? Yeah, I used to have a publishing company called Broken Wrist Project. We made Bro three books. What were the books? Illustrated short stories, and then we did one book on an artist. Yeah. Where can we find them? Uh, nowhere. They're all gone. Well, I'm glad you finally got the opportunity <laughs> to plug them. <laughs> waited this long on my podcast. But yeah, I, I think he, this was the first place we came, and he bought like 10. He was like, this seems rad. I'll buy 10. And we were like, we got in the car. We were like, yes! Like we, yeah, you made like, it. He gave us $100. We were so fired up. Hey, you got to tell him. After you leave, you go, we've you matter to me. We've already had this discussion. Oh, okay. Don't yeah. talk to me like that. <laughs> shit all over my uh, sweet thing I just no, said. No, that was a, a real moment. Um, I had this thing called Girls Night In. I know. I follow you on Instagram. Thank you. Um, very <laughs> cool. Okay. So all these girls uh, came over. I had it at my house. No, I, I watched it through the window. Oh, very cool. Thank you so much. That's all I wanted. Are you going to have like an auxiliary dude as a guest? <laughs> to be like, here's what we need. This you is how it's done. Have, you should have a guy, not like sleepover, but like. Nobody sleeps uh, over. Oh, I thought it was a sleepover. I, it's a slumber party vibe. Oh, okay. My list just came out. So right. It's a slumber party vibe. But I think it'd be cool if you had like a dude who's open for questions. <laughs> I'm going to do that maybe. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have a surprise guy for questions. Why do guys? <laughs> I'm going to do that. 
actually surprise the girls next time at the house and at like 9 p.m. because it starts at 7. Maybe at 9 p.m. it'll be like, ding dong. Yeah. Wait, who's that? And it's yeah. like Kevin Christie. Make it a guy who's like in a very serious, safe relationship <laughs> so he has no ulterior agenda. How about you? I'm saying you. I don't know. I just like slammed the table so enthusiastic about that idea that like my, my headphones went out. Yeah, and you have and they can ask questions at, at, to to unravel the dipshit behavior that that can be male behavior. I'm fully gonna do that. It's gonna be in Eagle Rock, July first. If you wanna be there, we have a wine sponsorship. Bring your bring bring your girlfriend. We got two wine sponsorships, we got chips, we got cookies. It's becoming a big to do, everybody. Kevin Christie will be there. Surprise guest. Eagle Rock is okay. The house looks like Chateau Marmont. No, I love Eagle Rock. I almost bought a house there when I was looking. Oh, you own a house too? Yeah. You've been in it. I know. I just, Come I on. got excited all over again <laughs> from what I'm missing. I'm like, oh, the one that got away. Oh, yeah. The, 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 my house is a, is a real, you know. Real cool mantle, by the way. It's hard to, I was Real very cool lucky. mantle. You were. I was very lucky to, to be able to do that. He lives right by the. Nope. Beep. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> okay, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I've stopped talking, so I'm holding on. Hold on again. If you look down, I'm literally holding horses. You're holding. Okay, keep holding them. God, Aristotle laugh. <laughs> He's been laughing. It's really. Is it I look tough at having a name with four syllables. Do people call you Stott? And an identity to live up to. Stott? I would Stott. never. Such a handsome young man. God, he's so good looking. It's fucking crazy. He can get it. He has a girlfriend for like twenty years, and he's he only does. nineteen. Of course he does. Yeah, and he's like treats her really well. He's like he he's like, oh fuck the world, Burley. He's like, I took my girlfriend to a concert, then I took her to another concert, then I adored her, then I loved her, then I didn't cheat on her, and then I adored her again. And I'm like, oh well, what was that fuck the world bit you're doing, yeah. you vegan babe? I can't handle it. Like, you, you, have, you have to have a little fuck the world, otherwise no one. Resp- <sighs> if you have no edge, he's got some edge. It's silence, yeah, and sarcasm on Twitter. Oh, silence, so speaks. important. Silence speaks. As a, if you're a dude and you're listening to this, oh God, they're learn not. how to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Very important. Take your own note, Kevin. You're talking Zip a lot. It. <laughs> it's my job right now. And I'm an expert. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, Aristotle is getting better looking, more and more better looking. It's just, it's this too much. This motherfucker at 40 with some with the little oh my salt God. in that beard. Oh, my God. He's, he doesn't know the power he's going to have. You better be careful not to become the new Dos Equis guy. Oh, <laughs> my God. First of all, that was racist. How what? dare I'm just going <laughs> to... What? What did he has a sun-kissed complexion? <laughs> or that he's beautifully olived? Aristotle is Mexican. I know this because Are we've you? known each other for over a year. And I asked him one time a thing about him, and then I stopped. Okay, I was like, you had kind of cool parents to name you Aristotle. <laughs> you know, that's fun. Hippies. They did a lot of drugs. I Just think kidding, giving I no someone idea. an interesting name is is uh, like Alexi and Aristotle on our yeah. cool show. No, and it why helps. Would you date? It, it makes you feel unique, and then you're like, should I be unique all the time? That's how. That's how I started being yeah, unique. For sure. I was like, well, let's do this. Yeah. We're halfway there. Yeah. Um. My point was. Okay, great. You're going to be at the next girls' night in penciling that in July first. Kevin Christie, ask a guy. Clear that with every woman attending. Make sure it's okay. Because if I walk in and they're like, no! What if, what, what if one has a restraining order against you and I didn't know? There are no active restraining orders against me. They all died out. Yep. Statute of limitations. You can get that expunged <laughs> with $6,000. Not a big deal. There is so much to talk to you about and we have not even scratched the surface here yeah. on the Love Lexi podcast. Okay, wait. So you're, not, you're eating something funny. At La Poubelle. Yeah, I, I sort of blew it. I was over-talking. You were over-talking? I was definitely, like, I, I was afraid of, of, of the silence. I was filling probably too much space. You were? Yeah. The comedian bug. I Well, definitely the comedian bug. But, I mean, I, want, I just want to, like, get across that I'm not a fucking psychopath. So I just never stop talking in the hopes that I'll just, like, 
it's a shotgun blast. I'm just like hoping to be like, here's my shot. Like, you know, you only get really one chance. They make the decision pretty quick. And so they I just do. overtalked. I think I think so. So we I talked too much. We talked for a long time. Then we left. She got in her car and drove away. Wait, no kiss is what I'm saying. And by no the way, kiss. by the way, sometimes no sometimes men talk so much, you lose them. Like for sure. Like the girls, yours to lose, and then you lose them. Oh, for sure. I've been lost before. I've been like, I wanted to fuck you, and now you've said so much stuff. We're done here. Have yeah. you said less? Yeah. We would have been having probably unprotected sex by accident. Yeah. Later, for sure. You can. I think. I think it's important. Like you could probably shave a half hour off of every experience, and, and it'd be cooler. Did, but, you pay, did you pay for dinner? Of course. Jesus Christ. I don't know. And why should men pay? Go. Because you tell me why you we pay. we make 30% more on the dollar. Don't stop. And I've only recently, the, the cost of yes. just female <laughs> upkeep, I've only realized, I've, I, I, I knew it was more, but I've come to the number. Stop flirting with me. It's about a grand a month. It's, it's low end a grand a month. If you just talk waxing, clothing, You're speaking my language, Kevin nails. Christine. Medical cost, the pill, tampon should be free. Oh, my God. Like, it's a grand a month. Easy grand a month. Aristotle's nodding. I'm in the room with... If you find a woman attractive, it cost her 12 grand a year. Yes! Just to get her... I mean, I I got some some extra money recently, and I was like, go get get your hair did. Like, go to the one you want to go to. And and I was shocked at the price. Like, I didn't realize... I was like, dang! Oh, God! I was like, no, no, it was, by the way, if I told you, you'd be like, oh, that's normal. How it was much? 450 bucks. Oh, my God. But I was like, do it. Go do it. Go to the, go like a fancy place. And by the way, it looks fantastic. Oh, my God, Kevin Christie. But like, it's it's an easy grand a month. Easy. Pilates. Pilates is very expensive. And it makes you look great. I would, I don't know. Yeah, it does. But like, all that stuff. It's very expensive. So like, so you, you spend an extra $100 a week, maybe, taking her. And by the way, after you're together, that decreases. Because you're eating at home, you're making it's it's. But in the initial, you're gonna spend an extra four hundred bucks compared to her when she spent a thousand that month just to look like you like not even like you want, but just as is expected. So you have to take that into account, otherwise you're being kind of oblivious. Have you guys met the awoken man? The way a <laughs> man should don't. be. Please don't. I didn't say woke. I said awoken. Please don't. If you call me that or a male feminist, someone will someone will you? come on the internet and protest and be like, no. Oh, maybe now, but 2015, Kevin, did these 10 oh, things. I'm not talking. And then an internet firestorm starts. No, I think that's when I kissed you. No, that was like 2007. Probably 1999. 1999, <laughs> we had a chance. In 19, There was a six-month period in 1997 where I was so cool. Fucking. I, w- I peaked. I, I peaked. I was ahead of every curve. So you paid for dinner. Yes. You didn't make the move. You, you walk her to her car, both got valet. La the, Poubelle. Yeah, valet. Valet. The, the scenario by which I would kiss a girl on the first date is almost impossible. Why? Because. I judge a guy for not trying. And you never ask. Don't no, go, I know. I never you? ask. Yeah. But okay. I just, I don't know them yet. And I don't. Good point. That's very close quarters. Like I need to know you're comfortable. I probably I probably err on the side of too cautious. And you paid, so you don't want her to you don't want to make her think that she's indebted. No, I don't hey, I don't wanna I don't wanna make her think she's indebted, but I want paying to me is also I wanna make clear we're on a date. Yes. Like we're on a date. God, I'm so excited by all this. So that needs to be obvious because I don't wanna like mm-hmm. I don't want it to be confusing because I don't wanna have that talk. <laughs> 
So then, you know, that's it. So I, that's why I made it. So we, she, we both valet who goes, we both drive away. And as soon as, I think I pulled over. Did you pay for valet? Or is that too far? That's like too much. That's too much. I you think mean, she paid for both our valets. Well, that's nice. As a very like, hey, like I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not you know, a piece of shit. I'm not, not a user piece of shit. I'm not using you. So then uh, we both drive away. Mm-hmm. I think I pulled over and texted her, hey, I had a really good time. If you would like, I would very much like to do that again. To also make it obvious, like, hey, I like you. I would like to go on another date. Oh, my God. Soon. And also to keep the kind of, like... Uh, Momentum going. Yeah, the energy. Not like a go home, go to sleep, I wonder. Like, no, no, no. You're you're kick-ass, and I'm fired up, just so you know. Oh, my God. Like, so you know. You're placating her her needs and emotions or her emotional stability. You're, like, letting Momentum's her know. Momentum's very important. I love it. Momentum's very important. So... Oh. Yeah, and then after that, it, it be it, then it was like a fucking texting barrage, oh like nonstop all the time. Oh my god! Because both of us were doing a thing where we pretended to be a little more busy than we were. Like uh, Wednesday's not good, but like when both of us were like legit sitting at home, hoping the other one wasn't like going on a real date. Oh my god! <laughs> this is so exciting. So then, yeah, and then it just, but yeah, the best thing was at some point, maybe in like the first week or so, she just randomly texted me like. What do you think your f- 10 favorite albums are or bands? Oh, my God. And I was like, holy shit. She's making a mix. And <laughs> She made you I a mix. But I was like, I went into a full panic because, A, you could really judge someone by that shit. Oh. And all I texted back was like, I've opened a Word document. And it took me. And then we just started texting each other. And that's why you're still songs, dating. Songs and bands back and forth. It was one of the most fun things of all time. We did it for like four hours. Oh my God. And then she made it like a, I don't have the technological ability to make a playlist at this point. Why? I'm not, I'm not. Spotify, ever heard of it? Don't have it. I'm a little well, behind on that shit. Oh my God. But it doesn't bother me. Grow up. <sighs> you just, you just tell me if I can <laughs> Keep going. So, and then she made like a, a, a super long playlist of that, of those songs. And we drove around Los Angeles going to like all the places, she grew up here, going to all like the places from our youth listening to it. You did? Yeah, it was sort of epic. Like, my high school, art center, her high school. But you guys like, were both born and raised here? Yeah, and we just, like, drove around. She's like, this is where I used to live. It was... It I was, was too. Keep me in the backseat next time. I'll <laughs> yeah. cruise around with you guys. You're right. We should have invited okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> guys, this is going great. You guys are doing great. Guys, are, we all, are you having fun? I'm having a blast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how, how long after your first date was, was, that? was that date? That was a few dates later. Okay, hold on. I blew the second date. To Tell be fair. me, oh please. Okay, this is what this is what we're doing. I blew now. the second date Why? by taking her to a museum, which isn't turns out isn't great for a date because you walk around the whole time. Oh, it's tiring. I'm a snob in that space for sure, which was a mis- it's too early for me to be a little bit snobby, and it just wasn't like. It was not. She told me she was like, yeah, that the walking around wasn't rad. But then we sat down and ate dinner at that restaurant at Lachman, which is nice. Oh, that's nice. And then it got better, but the walking around thing was a mistake because mm. it's just not. I don't know. It's just not like rad. But I had I, at that point, I was talking to someone. I was nervous about the date because I knew I had to kiss her oh on that date because if you let it go too long, it's again, over, buddy. Yeah. So I was kind of freaking out. Oh my god. So there was a lot of me walking. Next to her without making eye contact. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So you're on the second date. You're walking around, exhausting the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. All right. Was she wearing heels? 
I hope not. I hope she's I think wearing she was wearing flats. Sensible shoes. Okay. Yeah, Thank you for remembering. Flats. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, classic. Ballet flats, kind of a, a pleated skirt, I believe. Oh wow, I, I smell a proposal coming on <laughs> real soon. Okay, yeah. so anyway, so you're like walking around. Let me put a pin in that. Um, okay. So you're walking around. You finally let the lady sit. All right? <laughs> Fucking dangling a carrot and a meal in front of her face. You let the lady sit down. I made right? her walk four miles to dinner, technically. Seriously? Yeah. You wanted to burn off a bunch of calories yeah, before you fed her. We're going to go to this her. restaurant. It's on the west side. We're taking our feet. <laughs> we're taking our feet. Oh, yeah. my God. So you sit down. You're, you're having your dinner. Yep. You pay again? Mm-hmm. Oh, what a goddamn... Here's the thing. I, I just wanted to know. I pay... Every, all the time? 98% of the time. I like your style, buddy. It's, uh, I don't, you know. Who paid for the admission to the LAGMA? I did. Oh my God, I love that, like, this. I'm such an asshole. This matters to me so much. But you know what, you guys who, who are listening? I ask the real questions you assholes are too afraid to ask. Well, also, the age difference, I think, is a factor. Oh, 11 years younger. Yeah. Look, I'm, Lee, I'm listening. Someone, you don't, you're not making a shit ton of money when you're in your 20s. Aww. And I. I thought you said I, she was 19. <laughs> no. I'm over the story. But so, you know, I, it's not that I'm rich, but I've been alive longer. And in that time of, you know, whatever. Been on some TV shows. Whatever, guys. Yeah, own a house. Own a house. Cool outfit. Huge private. That's what I've heard on the internet. Jeez. Just kidding. I'm going to get in <laughs> legitimate trouble for and, that. No, okay, I'll cut that out. Okay, anyway, so um, I'm not cutting that out. Do you want me to? I don't know. Oh, I'll cut that out. Okay. I'll just go beep. We'll like do a beep. Okay, anyway. Wait, stop. Uh-huh. I need to do a silence so we can cut. Thank you. Okay. So you let the lady sit down. Right. Yep. Yeah. You eat your whatever. I yep. had a yep. skirt steak. You had a skirt. Finally, eating like a man. It was good. No disrespect or Get the skirt <laughs> steak at Lachma, guys. It's it's decent. I'm just because he's he's a he's a hot handsome beast recently, of a man who's I'm, vegan. I'm slowing on meat too. Okay, stop trying to get Darisola's dick out of your mouth, okay? Because we're if talking you think about. I would start with a beach. <laughs> Ew. No, I don't start with a beach with Aristotle. Anyway, <laughs> we slow dance. Any. <laughs> Does he get to leave his baseball cap on? I put on <laughs> boys to men like a gentleman, and we slow dance. Oh my god! Did you have a lisp that just came out too? No. Do you I'm have just... a lisp? No. I don't. That's not my... I have a, a somewhat... I have a thing I do verbally that I've been trying not to do this entire time, but it's not a lisp. What the fuck is that? Sometimes at the end of a sentence, I make a sound. I go... Mm. Ew! It's awful. Don't do It's how that. I stifle... It's, it's, like, it's like I think... Negativity? No, it's like a, a, a very tiny stifled laugh. Oh, it sounds like you're trying to give up on the negative thing you wanted to say, but then you come across even more negative because you're like... Anyway, I just had this water. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to like hold it in while I'm talking because you have really good mics. We have great mics so here. So they would hear it. <laughs> um, so what I was going to say was, you eat the food. How would you guys get to LACMA? This is we drove like, separately because I had a show again? that night. Come on. Well, I had a show afterwards. It was a Tuesday. Or no, it was Sunday. It was a Sunday back okay, when I okay. did a show on Wait, Sundays. Okay. okay. How'd you fucking get in there? How'd you make the kiss happen? This is what the people want to know. Um, I think, I think, no, I picked her up, but I was dropping her back at her house before I went to the show. That's good. So I dropped her off. She walked to the front of the gate of her apartment complex. She was like, that was really fun. And I awkwardly started moving close to her to in kiss range. She immediately understood what was happening, and I just I did it. It it and it you know it was it was good. Oh my god! Because that's important. 
Oh, God. What if it wasn't? It's uh, tough to overcome. I've had it happen. It's tough to overcome. Me too. If the person, if it, it was, you know, we're both nervous people, so it was kind of like adorable and good. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. There's that kind of like, there is a kind of awkward first kiss that can be very cute. And it was that. Um, yeah. It's like I have people think, people make jokes about me sometimes who don't know me sexually or whatever. But they'll be like, ugh, I wonder what it would be like to make out with you or have sex with you or whatever. And they're like, you're probably just talking, commenting on the thing the whole time. And I am not that. I'm not, I can't even look at you when I'm talking because I respect your relationship too much. But I am not that. But also, I feel like it's important for to, to always find like to strike the balance between like leave leave the comedy to that. Like, it's just like to be sexual and sen- and like and be good at it and passionate. One time, a friend of mine who uh, her life. name's Ariana. Okay, she's on a reality show called Vanderpump Rules. <gasps> Oh my god! You know somebody on that show? Yeah. Get her on my podcast. Okay, she that's would, the whole she reason would you're totally here. Totally do it. Ariana. She's wait, the best. Wait, Ariana is the the blonde. Yeah. She goes out with uh, one of the Toms. Tom, Tom yeah. Sandoval. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I'm or whatever. By the way, <laughs> as a birthday present. Oh, my God. I kind of, this is one of the better things I've done. Okay. Olivia also loves that show. Oh, my God. So as a present, I surprised her. We watched an episode of Vanderpump with Ariana and, like, her friends that like the show. At our friend Leslie's house. Because <laughs> Leslie knows. Because Leslie, no, Sarah did. But Leslie knows Ariana a little, too. And they and they were allowed to like watch and ask questions. <laughs> oh my god, Molly McAleer knows Ariana too. Yeah, yeah, she does. Unbelievable. Did you have you guys ever been to Sir? No, I have not. You get that's the next thing. No, go to Sir. Go to Pump. I mean, if I don't think she she's I don't think Ariana's there that often actually. Oh, it's like a thing she does to be filmed, but not as a thing. You're like we're not super fans, and I'm like yeah, me neither. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So you make out, everything's great. Yeah. I think we we covered that. Yeah, but Ariana was telling me about a time a guy kissed her for the first time. This is pre Tom. This is years ago, like a decade ago, and she was like, yeah. He kissed me and it was like good, but then he didn't. It's like she's like to me a first kiss afterwards. You kind of kind of like grin and smile. It's a kind of a. It's a weird thing. Like, hey, we decided to put our mouths on each other. Yeah. Our mouth on. I decided to put my mouth on your mouth. It's sort of. There's something funny about it a little. The kiss should be good and like sincere. But afterwards, you should kind of like. I think it's cool to like both look at the ground and shuffle your feet a little. Like, we like each other. Yeah. Like, it's cute. And she was like, yeah, he didn't do that. And it was kind of like odd. Oh, he like, just. Like he robot. kissed her and he was like. She said he kissed her and went, hmm. Ew. And I was like, what the fuck is that, dude? That's like that sound you make after... Yeah, never a good sound. <laughs> yeah. And and she was like, it just wasn't cool to me. And it wasn't like self-aware enough or something. And well, she was like, yeah, it was lame. Sounds like he kisses a lot. And then he was like judging her. I think it was he a wasn't... guy who like had a long-term crush on her that like was friend-zoned. And then he decided to like give it a shot. Oh. But now, I mean, her and Tom seem incredibly happy. I can't believe that we're talking about this. It's hilarious. She's the best. She's a cool person. Really? Yeah. She seems like it. She's really cool. I like Lisa Vanderpump, too. I think her relationship seems like she's really happy with I her I only husband. hear the audio of that show from The Other Room, so I don't know what oh it's Oh, my God. Like. The Other Room. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's your show, The Other Room. It's like the entire world is happening on the other side. I wish there was a show <laughs> about the, like, husbands mm-hmm. that, were for- that are forced to watch those shows, but then have slowly started to like them. Oh, that's funny. Suddenly they're gr- peeking out of that room. Well, there's a... Yeah, there's a group. <laughs> well, I'll walk in and I'll be like, hey, I... I thought she was mad at the other one. Yeah, totally. Where I'm like, wait a minute. I'll have questions. I'm like, wait a minute. Who's? Because I'll always walk in. I'm like, what's going on with, with my girl? And she's like, she's fine. Her and Tom did this or whatever. They're, but, Stassi's fighting with her. Yeah, whatever. So like, but I'll come in. I'll be like, I thought she was best friends with that one. And she's like, no, she is, but this. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'll leave the room again. 
But there's like a group. I feel like there's a group of men out there in relationships that watch every episode of all these Real Housewives shows and shows like Vanderpump. And slowly you start to like them. Like I remember Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen loves The Bachelor because Sarah Silverman loves The Bachelor and they're in a relationship. He's like, oh, like in the makeup room one day, he was like, you mean this guy who's the best? I love that when men do that. Yeah. And so I I would love to watch like one of those after shows with like husbands. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's really funny. Like, what's Stassi's problem? Oh, that's Dave from Ohio who loves golf. Like, it's funny to me that they get kind of forced and then eventually you like it. I mean, I've liked the occasional reality show. I can always tell when I've met a, a man who's been in a long-term relationship mm-hmm. because he's very familiar with Sex and the City. Ugh. Did you ever get into that show? I think that show's worse for women than Radical Islam. I don't think so. Nope. I'm doing great, and I have the board game, okay? And I will beat anybody who ever tries to challenge me to a game, but nobody ever wants to play because they're not as well-versed as I am. No, I don't, I'm not. Why do you think Sex and the City is bad for women? Yeah, I think the value system in that show is... Look at my values. Putting men on pedestals, uh, casual yeah. sex, having hoping a lot of... They're, hoping they're loaded. <laughs> hoping they're loaded. Letting him mistreat you for as long as you want, as long as he gets the second wedding together. Fuck yourself. Writing about love and dating. Hey, wait a minute. It's all about the cost of your apartment and shoes. I've completely modeled my life after Carrie Bradshaw subconsciously. Sit there during the light installation, even though he's ignoring you and you miss your book party. Oh, my God. Leave the installation when the fucking ballet dancer stops noticing you're there. You missed your book party. My point is made. I knew it. You know all about this show. You're a wonderful man. No, that's the one episode I, because I love him. Oh, Mikhail Brishnikov? Brishnikov is like. I know. One of my favorite movies, actually, it was uh, Tap. Brishnikov wasn't in it, but uh, Gregory Hines was. Tap is a masterpiece. I thought Brishnikov was in that too. No. Aren't they both dancing in it together? I don't believe so. Um, Watch Tap. Gregory is, Hines. Is, Sammy Davis Jr.'s in it. I mean, I don't really care to ask Aristotle to look this up. Do no. we need to do that? No. He was in, uh, the dance movie was something else. <laughs> Aristotle's like, second his head, he's like, not going to do it. <laughs> but yeah, Mikhail Brishnikov, ballet dancers are like, he's, you can make the case that Brishnikov's one of the greatest athletes of all time. I can't, hold on. Aristotle, for those mm-hmm. of you listening, my producer. Aristotle. Makes Carrier of hot beef all over his Ew, body. Ew, gross. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> He does his signature, like, I don't know, like, kind of move where he's like, if, if he's like, if he doesn't have the answer, he makes his arm gesture. I'll take a photo. I'll put it on He's a big shrugger. He's a shrugger. He's a nodder and a shrugger. Shaker, nodder, shrugger. Yeah. Our guy. <laughs> Era motherfucking Stottle. <laughs> yeah. Um, my future gay experiment. Oh, my God. Starts <laughs> with slow dancing, modeled after Mikhail Brishnikov. It actually ends with slow dancing, too. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Book ending it. Um, yeah. To Lady in Red by l- Spandell Ballet. Listen, you. I don't think that's why Spandau Valley actually. Aristotle's not going to look that up either because <laughs> we're not. Um, okay. If your girlfriend, mm-hmm. soon to be wife, sure, wanted to be a real housewife, would you go on that journey with her? Would you? Because I feel like I can only date a man. Nope. Well, you heard it here first, folks. I am of the opinion you can hang on that, that background. you have to protect your personal life. Oh. I've said this to many people. I say it's very, it sounds negative. It sounds, you know, kind of like a bad worldview. But it, my attitude towards show business is you can't give them everything because one day they will throw you away. And it's upsetting to find all of yourself in the trash. Oh, no. You have to protect part of it. Think of the celebrities that are private and we don't know a ton about. That's true. They, you can't give them everything because it's a product. 
and no product stays good forever. So eventually, if you've given them literally all of you, spoiled milk, and they're like, okay, we're done with that. All of you is now a a obsolete product, and that's not a that's not a way to do that. I think relationships are too important. How do I feel about this? A good one. Oh my god! You don't offer it up to someone to do with what they want to do with it. It's yours. Huh. You have to be careful with it. I don't do a ton of relationship jokes. I don't talk about that stuff on Twitter necessarily. Yeah. I because oh, that's nice. because it's like I don't know. But you said her name and her business name on yeah. the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. That's respectful. That's a shout out. That's, that's a... a thing she would probably want people to know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. because I think you have to be protective. A comedian who you make the conscious decision to not go into your personal life. It's also hacky. Like, oh, my You think girl. it's hacky? Oh, you say, isn't hacky hacky? Isn't saying hacky hacky? I don't know. Oh, I don't no, know no, if no, it no. is. It's still hacky. I, I mean, you mean first of all, is right. there a shortage of men who are 40 and over talking about their wives or whatever and complaining about, ah, she made me? It's like, who gives a fuck? I know, but it's personal. So, like, if something crazy happened, you wouldn't use that in your comedy? It depends. I would, I, if I would, I could, but I would frame it in a way that wasn't, I would make sure it was only negative towards me, not her. That's what I used to do with my blog. I always have these issues with guys who are like, don't write about me. Don't like talk about me. Or even on the podcast, I run into that. It's upsetting when someone, or it can be upsetting when someone writes about you. But I always thought I framed it in a way where. It doesn't, it's you even. They know. Well, even if they know, and I think even with someone's best intentions of framing something a certain way. Did I do something wrong? You can't control how someone reacts emotionally. Emotions are too amorphous. Um, I mean, I've been written about it hurt my feelings. Really? By who? Someone I've dated. Who? I've dated writers. Give they me write names and no, addresses. Let's call, them. We're calling and them. And by the way, the they were super good about it. They framed it in a way that was respectful, but it's still like it hurt. It bothered you, even I, though you're a comedian and you know that that's that's hurt. Like if she's yeah, a writer, but like I didn't I didn't date this person on stage. That's know, like your personal life. I know. I get that, but this is like just a, I, I need to make this point. If you date a songwriter, if you date a musician, you know, an a writer, a comedian, a filmmaker. I was Don't maybe you know? a little naive about that. Like, I probably put the blinders on a little about that. But I mean, was it so bad or was no, it no, no. flattering? No, no, no. It wasn't so bad. It just made you feel and feelings. Both. They've written something maybe bad, like, I guess you could say negative and something and other things that are positive. So both. And it made you feel exposed a bit or you didn't no, like no. it? No, no. Well, it wasn't like obvious. I was just like, oh, I didn't. It was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, oh. oh, I didn't know you were bummed on up or I did. It was like a. it can be like a thing you don't know. So it was not only was it shocking to learn a little bit about something you didn't realize, like you get an insight into the person you had the relationship with. Yeah. But also, did you feel like, hey, keep that to yourself? Was it that too? Or just more like the, the insight I didn't have was the shocking? Hey, the insight was maybe what bothered me, not the hey, keep it to yourself. Because gotcha. they did a, a fantastic job of hiding who it was. Because I had this thing one time where I talked about, and do we have you till, can I have you till two? Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to like no. suck you dry. No, I'm, I have things to do over here. Okay. Getting pants hemmed. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. I need to. Um, okay. So I did this thing one time where I had, uh, I had sex with a guy. We had a one night stand kind of thing. He, was, he wasn't a bad guy. It just, I felt like I, I shouldn't have done that. I had like a regret for that. Or I just, you know spiraled over the thing and i wrote this very vague it could have been any time it was like a long time ago blah blah i had like this uh tryst with a man i love what? the word tryst. yeah just like you know a dalliance a dalliance a <laughs> rendezvous if you will with a man this is how i felt afterwards like you know empty and uh, more alone than i began whatever right. whatever that it, no physical description no time frame Actually making it seem like it was much longer like in the past, uh, further in the past. So the guy reads it, 
knows it's about him. Mm-hmm. Nobody else would have known it's about him. Plus, it was like a one-night thing. We weren't in a relationship. Nobody had seen us together, whatever. Mm-hmm. He got so angry and offended, showed all his friends the story that he was offended by and went, can you believe she wrote about me? And they all, they all read it and they went, oh, wow, that's about you? Yeah. So he alerted people to my personal insights about how I felt about me. It wasn't even, I wasn't like he was a dick, he was an asshole, I hated it. It was more like, why did I do that? I'm, you yeah. know, I'm a people, it's like, whatever, now I feel shameful. He and... was trapped in, <laughs> here's what happened to him. Okay. He got trapped in feeling two very distinct emotions at the exact same time. Tell me. Which is, A, maybe a little hurt that what happened was didn't mean as much or wasn't a complete positive experience that he didn't rock your world or you felt bad about a thing that happened with him. And the other emotion was being fired up someone wrote about him and wanting to tell everyone he knows. That's the part when that happens, part of you's like Cool. Oh, someone isn't someone isn't being forgotten. Oh. <laughs> or but then if you don't like necessarily what it is, then you're like, Oh cool you hey. Like it's oh. very and it's happening at the exact same time. And that at, when stuff like that happens, when you're getting both at the same time, people tend to overreact. I overreact. I overreacted. I, you know, because I'm. I feel her feelings. I'm a widow baby, just like everyone else. Well, you, well, you have to be emotional and sensitive because that's also. I mean, you, you. I'm gonna say you draw. Is that okay? Can I say draw? Sure. You draw, and you, you, you're an actor. And finally, we're getting to what your profession. I will have done an intro. Don't worry. It's not like right. we're just had this whole rambling, tangential conversation. But that's what we do here. But okay, right. whatever. <laughs> Right here on the Love Lexi podcast. Hello, <laughs> hello. Um, anyway, but uh, yeah, you draw, you act, you're a comedian. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all of that sensitivity is used for all those different avenues. Yeah, so I mean, I, I spend most of my, I probably oh, God. take in more, <laughs> take in information more than I put it out. So I'm always just like trying to look at stuff and categorize it, even get, if it's happened to me. Would you get married again? Sure. Absolutely. What? How? How would you propose? That I don't know about. You got to really get it right, man. Oh, my God. How'd you propose to your first wife? It was a bummer. Oh, and, God. Uh, let's not. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it was It was like, it was romantic. Talk- I got on one knee. I did the thing you're supposed to. You don't have to talk I to asked her dad permission. But, you did? Yeah. Aristotle, would you ask your girlfriend's dad's permission? It's not permission so much as I was like, here's what I I would like to do this. I pr- I will, you know, it was like I'll prom- I promise I'll take care of her. Wait, Aristotle said it's complicated. Just yeah, in case so you guys get off her. his back. Yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah, but <laughs> it's, you asked his permission. Yeah, or just you know, I was like, you know, we've been getting a long time, so I knew her dad a lot, and I was like, I'm, you know, I'd like to propose to your daughter. I will, I promise to keep her safe. I'll take care of her. That kind of thing. Oh my god, phone call, email, text. Phone call. Oh my god, he, we weren't in the same place, and then I, you know, did it. It was I did what you're supposed to. It wasn't like big and elaborate, but she had told me in the past, like, she was like, please don't do it in the public place. I'll fucking freak out. To be fair, it doesn't matter how I did it because I shouldn't have married her, <laughs> regardless. Now, did you talk about all this shit on your old podcast with Nick? No, not a ton. I tra- I, you, you didn't know, talk again, about your personal life. Again, you kept it from the podcast. You've done every kind of. No, I've like, talked about my personal life on the podcast in places, but like not. We never did a specific thing where I got into it or whatever. I'm friends with my ex-wife, whatever. We just we shouldn't marry each other. She's a good person. Why did you get married? A lot of reasons. It's complicated, said Aristotle, and Kevin agreed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, man. Yeah, but I would get married again. I think I would be better at it this time. Why? Because I, uh, I understand maybe how you shouldn't do it, or ways in which you shouldn't do it. I, would be, I think I'd be better at it. Try a little harder in the right ways. Aim my, aim my energy in the right areas as opposed to the wrong areas. Focus on the right stuff, not get upset about things that don't matter. 
Mm-hmm. Are you in therapy? Yeah. Good. I was there this morning. Prepping for this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although today was cl- today we end up mostly talking about gender issues. Well, no, we did not. No, no, me and my therapist. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If I don't have a lot of problems, we just start talking about like stuff like that, like political gender issues and shit. Because my therapist is hyper smart and a lady. Do you want to have kids? If I can afford it, yeah. I just don't want to like have. I I would love. I think I'd be an okay dad, but (laughs) I don't want it to be like a thing where my like I'm terrified and panicking about money the entire time. And having a kid in LA is a whole thing. Really, we're. From born gonna, and raised here, we're but, great. Yeah, but we grew up in a time where there was an okay enough public schools to where that wasn't a thing. Now it's like the cost of schooling is so astronomical. Go, let them go to public school. Okay, where's a good one? Wonderland. Is that public? Magnet programs, like I went to. <sighs> the magnet program. Okay. You don't like the magnet program? I thought you meant charter. What's charter? Charter schools. What's charter? It's like they're like a privately funded thing. It's this isn't a parenting podcast. Eli Broad piece of shit. This isn't a parenting like how to parenting <laughs> podcast. Okay? No, I'm just saying I, that that's if I if I feel like I can give be able to provide for the child in a way that I think is appropriate and suitable, then I would I would like to yeah because I I think it's important to at some point at a certain age your life shouldn't be about yourself anymore. God, if my life isn't for myself, <laughs> who would it be for? Yeah. God. Yeah, God. Moment of silence. Just to be clear, there isn't one, but yeah. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Aristotle. I turned Aristotle. He's smiling so big. There so clearly isn't one, but okay. Oh, my God. A- what, a- what about aim angels? All your, aim all your energy towards it, but there definitely isn't one. <laughs> what about our angels that I pray to? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I almost got in a car accident and I didn't die, so that made me believe in uh, something. Do you have any injuries? Oh, I asked you no. that. You said you're okay. I'm okay. I really did feel like they were like, oh, not your time yet. But actually, I've almost died a few times, so I feel like uh, I'm like a cat. I don't know how many more I, don't I have. Think I've ever almost died. Uh, suicide attempt when I was 15, 12 Oof. days in a coma. 12 days in a coma? Woke up. Yikes. This past car accident. Mm-hmm. Appendix ruptured in my stomach. They thought it was an ovarian cyst, but it ruptured, and nobody would pick me up from school because they were like, "It's just a belly ache." And I was like, and then finally, because my dad I was like on a payphone calling my dad with my pager. <laughs> I'm only 22, you guys. Just kidding. That was a joke. Um, yeah, I don't know, but uh, so no God because Kevin Christie says so. Yeah, I will still pray I mean, to my okay, angels. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I just maybe it's just my God. The notion that I'm smart <laughs> enough to know that is is farcical. You don't know nothing. Uh, but uh, there's something. I don't, I don't think know. it's a, a a dude that lives in the sky and controls all our I'm decisions. Not, I'm not saying that either. I mean, you can't look at the world and make the case that this was a plan. Let me tell you guys what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So here's the thing. Do you get jealous? I can. You do? But I'm, I mean, I don't get as jealous. I, I know. I mean, I'm. Okay. <laughs> you're, you've known me a long time. You, you know that I have a, a certain probably high level of self-hatred so i'm like if you like someone else i, uh, I wish you ahead. didn't why do you have the self-hatred why uh, that's a, that's a whole other thing i think i don't know why it's do like I, to be what? a four more hours yeah why does everyone i mean i you know i struggle with self-worth and self-esteem you do yeah do i i don't i think sure that's mean <laughs> i mean why do you think you've developed all these uh you know defense mechanisms i know the weird thing is like i uh i'm suffering so much less it's crazy. Yeah. I'm making myself suffer so much less. Well, I go into therapy now and I'm like, I got nothing. 
Which it's, that not, should, it's not a competition, Kevin. No, but that should be a thing where I'm like, oh, you should be so fired up that you have nothing to talk about. You're like, you're I've just wasted $300 on nothing. For real, here's like $185 I'm about to bomb. But, you know. I don't even go to my therapist anymore. I think about not going because it feels like a waste of money. But, you know, I don't know. You can pay for my therapy. Like a, a, a complete <laughs> breakdown could be just around the corner, you guys. Um, and the way my life goes, people tend to die on the reg. So whatever. Really? Who died? Everyone dies. I mean, everyone does die. Yeah. And goes to heaven because of that big god in the sky. <laughs> they take an ivory elevator up to a cloud world. Albert Brooks is all like, wait, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was talking to my girlfriend and uh, she likes a guy. Is she going to be at the slumber party I'm emceeing? Fuck yeah, she is. You're emceeing now. <laughs> what am I going to do? Doing a tight 10 up top. <laughs> I'm going to bring you up. Oh, my God. If you could do the whole why men should pay spiel, then get them all fired up and be like, yeah, I do deserve that. They already know that. No, they don't. They they feel it, and they feel disappointed when that doesn't happen for them when they go on a date. But now now you'll give them the words to express. If I think if you want a guy to know that you are not down... For him, sexually, paying is a good way to be like, hey, that's I what owe I you nothing. Yeah, that's what I do. I go, I, 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 I got it. Yeah. That's, that's, I, that's, that's how I differentiate. Clear, that's a very clear, like, okay. You are not. There's no chance of you yeah. ending up inside of me. Um, yeah. Do you, okay, so one of my girlfriends is dating a guy, and she's like spiraling. I feel like she, just, she can't just be happy. She mm-hmm. met a guy. He likes her. They had great sex the other day. Things are going great. She saw that he was liking a ton of photos of girls on Instagram. Yep, that's a real thing. It's a real thing. And she goes, she goes, how do you feel about that? Should I feel horrible? And I went, it's a complicated one. I would feel completely irritated as well. She, she's falling in love irritated with the guy. Irritated is the perfect word. Irritated. It is not. What does she do? Tell, you, know what this, you know the stuff, Kevin. <laughs> oh, who am I? Howard Stern? What how do I do? How long have they been to get dating, hang out? They met like two weeks ago. Okay, so they're not exclusive. They're not exclusive. What it is is this. It's not shitty. It's oblivious. Or it could be a strategy. I don't know if he's, I mean, he's real good looking. Yeah. I don't mean to be like saying he's not smart. Yeah, but it's not nothing. I mean, if you think, I I don't fave, if you post, I follow you on Instagram. If you posted a picture of yourself in maybe not a lot of clothes looking attractive, there is no way I fave it. Yeah, good. Because my girlfriend would see it and she'd be like, hey, what the fuck? Thank you, world. America, are you listening? The global community. <laughs> Do you yeah. hear this? Yeah, yeah. Do you hear this? Because liking, and I will throw it right back to, right back to you, liking it is engaging. It's going, hey, I see you. But also to what I said earlier, Okay. I don't think we can judge the dude so harshly because, again, we have these space phones. They're not exclusive. That are like, it's so easy to do something like that. Whereas 30 years ago, he would have had to get in his car, yeah. drive to this person's house. And be like. Wave at them and be like, like your outfit. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Yeah. I really like that there. So literally, you can't get. Try to be proportional about it. Like a guy lifting. What's, let's make the case that he does it with his index finger. Do yeah, you like with your like, thumb? Tap. Tap. It's a tap. That's it. Tap. Scroll tap. Tap. Scroll. The same it. way I tap a, a pair of sneakers on Instagram. Tennis racket. Nice watch. Happens real quick. Tattoo. Quick flick. Whoops. Very then, quick. <laughs> again, you can untap it. But that's embarrassing, though, because I've totally. seen an untap. But that's I've caught why, an untap, and I'm like, fuck you, that's bitch. That's why I'm very careful about whose Insta stories I watch, because I don't want to freak someone out. I assume if you watch all my Insta stories, you're in love with me, because that's the I, truth. I, I Aristotle. Assume, I assume if you fave any of my tweets, you are down to have intercourse with me. Really? <laughs> no. Oh. 
because you aren't wrong. But it's not. But it's not. It's energy. It is. It is like it's energy. A fr- the guy I hung out with yesterday said it's like oh it's just everyone keeping their finger up. just just like hey, uh, here you are over there I'm close you're still around like it is n- it's not nothing but it's not worth necessarily overreacting to because I, what does she do though the She's notion of feelings. fidelity is changing what I think okay what are you talking about and also tell me what does she what does she do what's the advice we give her because she giving... doesn't do anything which Cause... is the best advice I can give anyone do nothing that's what my therapist usually do says. nothing all the time yeah wait because if your reaction is visceral you're not in a logical place you're going to make an emotional decision which a lot of times is wrong you're gonna overreact and be like hey fuck face want to calm down your index figure it's not your dick you know what I mean yeah that's maybe not the right thing to say yeah but it's not a thing you should ignore. Don't play paint red flags white, you guys. Yeah, like, don't do that. It's not nothing. It's a little insensitive. So it speaks to like, okay, perhaps he's not as worried about me stopping liking him as I'd like him to be. If he knows I can see that, unless he doesn't know, which is weird, he, maybe he's not incredibly terrified of the notion of me seeing that and being like, fuck this guy. Oh, my God. Because he has... Maybe a lot of if he's a very good looking guy and he lives in Los Angeles, his options are, I don't know, endless. He can fuck whoever he wants till he's 51. The guy can nail 25 year olds till he's 50, literally. As long as he has a reasonable apartment and a car. Oh my God. And not even a job. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, like I said, it's very, it's very like tilted towards dudes here. So he's not like that worried. And do you want him to be worried? Probably. A li- at least a little. I bet you she's not liking hot dudes things because she was aware of it. And women are different. For sure. Because we we're not going to see a dick pic and be like, oh my god, amazing. Or like yeah. some hot dude, we don't react that way. No, you're going to like a picture of your exes with his new girl. <laughs> to be like, I am I... hyper fine with this. Yes, totally. <laughs> Wait, so... Yeah. This is fantastic. You're definitely speaking at the next girls' night in or 12. <laughs> oh my god, you are so emotionally sound and aware and thoughtful and kind and grounded i can't believe it and sweet so if you know all these things and you feel Mm -hmm. all these ways is my relationship super successful and am i good at them absolutely not no you are in a good relationship yeah okay no but i am problematic why i am not an easy person to date i want to know why and how and also why with this stance you have why would you ever get married there must be a thing to marriage why you don't feel like you have as many options or no, 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 no. you want boundaries and you're happy and content and you love her and that's rare. I think marriage is about I think there's something to finding a person and being like, look, no, we may not have 100% of things in common, but we have a lot in common and let's go life is very like crazy. Let's tackle this world together, me and you. Like we're a team. We're going to get through, we're going to go through life together. We're and I you know, we love each other. And I think it would be fun. I think life would be fun with you more than granted. There's like this ocean of other people, but the likelihood of me finding someone as, as awesome as you is fucking not, you know, Yeah. it's pretty like farcical that I would find someone as great as her is like, is it numerically possible? Maybe. Is it likely? No. Yeah. Like literally no. So, and I think there's something to like, let's be a team. You want to spend the rest of your life following your dick around? Well, so why is the 51-year-old single guy doing that? Because he can. But you could, too. But you could, too. You're saying you can't? But I don't like 
I don't like what those dudes are or turn into. Because it, by the time, say you're 50, say like in 10 years, I'll be 50. Now, if I still wanted to be doing that thing, sure. Are there young, younger women that would do it? Sure. Are they, are they the kind of women I'm going to find interesting? No. Yeah. Not at all. Thank you. They're not going to be into the stuff I'm into. They're going to be women that just want to like travel <laughs> or not have rent because mm-hmm. I own a home mm-hmm. or like where I live or whatever, like my friends. Like wanting to know those people, maybe. Well, you are lovable, though. Don't forget sure, that. Sure, but like, come on. If I'm 50 and you're 25, I don't care how often I'm hitting the gym. You're not like, holy shit, he's so hot. Like, there's daddy no- issues. Okay, I don't want to date. I want. I don't want someone to only date me because of their daddy issues. Uh, I wanted a little. Okay, a little. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I know. I'm not naive. I understand what people's criteria is. And I don't want to, I don't want, like, deep down inside me, I don't want to, like, know, like, oh, you're only here because of these things. I want to feel like you like me for the real reasons. Um, and yeah. I fucking, I, I, I admire loyalty. Me too. And, like, if someone was there for you when things were tough mm. and then things got better and, like, say, say, I mean, you and I are both actors, like, say, like, I became famous in, like, five years and, like, oh, shit, I'm famous now. I could literally get anyone in the world. It's like, well, she was here when I when I wasn't that. That's a good point. And hung in there when I was freaking out or when I was having trouble or when I was building a thing. You don't toss that person away. Yeah. You just don't unless they want to go away. Well, you, yeah. I don't like that shit. I don't like I don't like seeing. And if you notice, trading it, up, trading, not even trading not by, up by a certain age is not up. It's just them. And you notice, like, when especially famous dudes, that lady gets pregnant immediately. Why? What do you mean? Because it's I'm a retirement plan. Wait, oh, I'm not tracking. Wait, it's the t- you, you're tracking. you're basically if you're a rich, this only works in L.A. if you have some money. Okay, so if you're 50 and have a lot of money, the kind of women that are going to be hitting on you who are in their 20s, maybe they like the money part of it. I think for the most part. Okay. And normally, especially with a famous guy, they start dating that guy, they get impregnated immediately. Really? Because then you have to take care of the child for the rest of his life, and that guaranteed alimony if the guy's loaded is a lot of money. Don't give my girls a how-to. It's like some kind of like tutorial. By the way, they know. <laughs> they already know. <laughs> wow. They know. And by the way, I think it's tra- it's a reasonable trade off. Like I will let you have sex with my beautiful young body for twenty years. Then you will die. I will get this beautiful house and all this money. I, I will get security and the baby and the baby. Well, the baby will be a person, like a, an adult. Oh, but yeah. it's like a it's a I I it's not an unequal trade. It's like I will let you. Because I'm dating someone younger than me. You get to live a little bit of a younger existence as a dude. Because, you know, they're at a younger place. So you get to kind of have a more, I don't know what the word is. like Nubile experience? You're like a younger life. Because you're, do- you're, you're living, you're, 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 you're having a life with someone who's younger. Why do 26-year-olds or 28-year-olds always want to date me? Is that the impression I get? They probably want to learn. They're like, okay, oh, I'm, not a, I'm not haggard. No, no, no. no, okay. no. I, mean, I don't mean sexually. I mean like that. that well, also. Oh, my God. Because you're, you know, you better say your behavior good. is a lot different than women that age. And they're like, Jesus, what? That girl like likes herself and is fired up and is like talking to me and flirting. Like this seems it's, it's super fun and like intoxicating. Whereas every, everyone else is like, well, you know, whatever. Not as interesting. I think it's the same reason younger girls want to date men in their 30s. It's not so much that like. The money and the accessories. It's that guys in their mid twenties are borderline illiterate retards you who wear basketball so? shorts to dinner. Really? Like you don't have your shit together. And by the way, you shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't, okay. especially here. He's twenty three. It Just takes fr- 
It takes forever to get your shit together. Yeah. So you you have four roommates and barely you have the same car you had nine years ago. Oh my god. And you can't afford to take her to dinner. And it's like, of course, the guy who's eight years older than that guy and is like, Do you want to go to this place? And you're like, Yes, I would like to go to that place. Yeah. Like I can get dressed up. I can wear the thing I want to wear because we're going to that place. Yes. And it's just of course it's interesting. Yeah. Of course it's more interesting. Like all the girls I knew, I couldn't date girls my same age when I was like 25. They were all dating guys who were 35. Yeah. It makes sense. Why wouldn't they? They want to go to more interesting places. Yeah, I like to learn from people I'm dating and then suck the blood of young boys. Yeah. But, but really, that's so boring to me now, actually. But I keep having, I have, I keep meeting Well, because a, you're probably like, I'm you're so, hella smarter than them. And when they say things, you're like, oh, you think that. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're like, you're true. not going to think that in 10 years, but you think that now. And that's borderline hilarious. I Shut know. up. Nice ass. I know. It's yeah. true. It happens. I had a thing where this guy sent me a letter saying, can I take you out on a blind date? Mm-hmm. And, uh, he sent it to me six months ago, and I didn't respond to it till the other day. I thought, fuck it. Why didn't I respond to this sooner? It's totally my style to call this number. Right. I just wasn't in the mood. I didn't care. And I called him. He's, 20, he's 28. But he's lovely, I think. And then it turns out. You never know. Yeah. The, yeah. That French president guy's wife is like 25 years older than him. What? Really? Macron. His wife is hella older than him. You know, I refuse to look that up, too. You never this know. This is the pocket where we don't look anything up. Here's the thing. I just go by our feelings. What I, this is important. Tell me. I don't really know anything. Oh, and yeah. And life is super weird, and we're in a simulation. <laughs> and like, Are we? I don't we're know. In, we're in Reggie Watts VR. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Aristotle just laughed really hard, guys. Yeah. I want you guys to know that, and that was a big deal for us. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea about anything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, life is really weird and everyone give yourself a break. What if we're all just sperm floating around in some... I got forget. I got nothing on that. I'm, I'm white, just gonna but give I'm up. not that white. <laughs> okay, anyway. But yeah, you need, just fucking calm down. This is a ridiculous time we live in. Everything's going too fast and all the things you think are important kind of aren't. Stop being so bossy. Save it for girls night in. Yeah. Okay? I'm gonna, yeah. But are your tight 10? Just fucking relax, Dr- man. Dress to impress. Okay. Everything's okay. going to be fine. You have a scar on your forehead just like me. Really? Did you get it for the same reason? What happened to you? Uh, Bad cancer. date? Cancer? Skin cancer. Skin cancer? Yeah. Well, God, we have six minutes to end this show. Let's <laughs> not end it on that note. Yeah. Uh, I got bit I by got the dog. easy kind. I was very lucky. Oh, you got bit by a dog? Whoa. Do you hate dogs now? No. Oh, wow. That's that's kind of big that you overcame that. Oh, I never, I never, everybody's like, you must be terrified. And I'm like, stop telling me how to be. <laughs> like, people keep telling me, like, you're going to be afraid to drive again after that accident. I'm like, I'm actually not. Like, mm-hmm. I ref- I always refuse to take on the things that people tell me I'm going to be because it yeah. must be that way. But yeah, I have a, oh, this is the other way I almost died. Two years old, dog chomped my face, almost lost my left eye. Oh, wow. I was, and then uh, found in like the backyard. <laughs> like, nobody was watching me. <laughs> oh, and then I had thyroid cancer. Whoa. And that was removed. I don't think it was a death situation, but whatever. But like thyroid cancer, dog bite, ap- appendix. Oh yeah, when I get naked for a guy, it's like, it's like bangs. It's like scar on my forehead, <laughs> scar on my neck, scar yeah. on my whatever. I wonder if they're like ecads. If they're E-cads. like yikes. But um, listen, here's a here's a very specific question I want to ask you. Maybe mm-hmm. the final question. Probably not. Don't look at my notes. I can't see that far. I certainly can't see that far upside down. I've been waiting. The entire podcast asking this question. This okay? is that's a lie. The entire podcast. Good mics you can whisper, isn't that nice? It's so great. Actually, we're gonna do what is that again? I don't know. Foreplay. What is that thing called? A what is it? Oh ASMR. ASM So what is ASMR? That. You're supposed it's a to therapy. do therapy. It's a form of therapy light therapy. Wait, it's not light therapy. It's sound therapy, right? I thought Wait, it was light me. too. 
Aristotle, speak it loud. Can it can be light. It can yeah. be light. So what is... You relive traumatic experiences to over, help work through them. But wait, what is ASMR? That's wrong. Wait. Kevin doesn't know everything, as he said. I'm, I think I'm getting... I have a different, I have a different acronym in my Kevin's head. making sure to say the wrong things about the right stuff What's in it? the wrong way to let you know that he doesn't know anything. EMDR. EDM? Nope. <laughs> those, those letters will never come out of my mouth in that order. Um, I think it's EMDR. What is... ASMR? Yeah. Oh. Okay, so this is That was question. not what I was thinking. Okay, Kevin Christie. This is Alexi coming into your ear holes real hot. This feels like I'm in the dark all of a sudden. Listen, listen, Kevin. My eyes, my eyes are closed. I want you to tell me the story. I want you to answer my question whispering like I am, okay? Okay. How did you officially ask your current girlfriend to be your girlfriend? We don't have to whisper. This is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I did because I was like, this takes a lot of energy and I don't like it. I feel like I kind (laughs) of did it. I feel like it was a little clunky. Oh, God. That's that's how you've approached every. You're like, the second date, I almost blew it. No, I mean, I'm not. I told you, I'm not (laughs) rad at that stuff. I'm problematic. But uh, But you're like the only person. I think I was like, I'm not seeing anyone else. Uh, I would like it if you weren't either. Like I was like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not looking to see anyone else I don't want to see anyone else like I would like to like you know I'd like you to be my girlfriend Kevin I love that but let's take it back a notch okay, okay. let's take it back a beat for the women and the deep guys listening I didn't Wait. assume she wasn't seeing anybody else I figured there's probably two you know backbench really Leslie Leslie you, people will hate this but Leslie all, the entire time was likening it to going to network <laughs> she's oh. like. She'd be like, your past producers, there's two other choices, but they like you the best. No. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Meanwhile. She, she's she's like, like, you're going to network. You're the choice. But they're testing two guys. And like, it was like that. And, and then it, I was like, she'd be like, how's it going? I'm like, Leslie, they made an offer. Oh, <laughs> my God. Wait, who is yeah. this Leslie who? Leslie Grossman. What? Everyone should know her. Leslie Grossman? She I'm is... thinking of Leslie Bibb. No, Leslie Grossman. She was on the show, I think, uh, Popular. <gasps> she's going to be on this season of American Horror Story. Oh, my God. Okay. She's a badass. Shout out to Leslie Grossman. We love you. One of the funniest people on the planet. Okay, now it's all coming together. Oh, yeah. I love this. Okay. And so, but uh, yeah, I was like, I'm not seeing anyone else. But where were you? How did you do it? Was that it a I don't date? remember? Were man. You, a, you don't remember? No. Were you in a, in a, in a boat nope. at, at the park? I, I in think bed? It, I believe it was in person. In bed? No, I believe it was on a date. It might have been at like a, a dinner table. Oh my God. Yeah, but yeah. And what did she say? She was like, yeah, I'm not seeing anybody else. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't see Kevin's face just lit up. But she said it like it was obvious, which it wasn't obvious to me. Yeah, she's like home binge eating a fucking salami and a baguette and like ice cream being like, oh, you why would he lock me down? I can't believe you said baguette because that was the first thing I ever brought, gave her as a gift. She's super into bread. or And, and so like. Oh, she's the one? One day. Well, she's like, she her mom's French. She speaks French. So like I showed up at her house one day. Because she was talking about how she loved the baguettes from this one place. I just showed up and gave her bread. <laughs> La Brea Bakery? No, it was from Larchmont Bakery. Oh, my God. The, the, the podcast, which Larchmont is really... Larchmont Deli. Oh, Which oh. is a banger. That place That's is amazing. Sandwiches. Men love the sandwiches yeah, there. It's the like it's like supreme for sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. I swear to fucking God. Man, yeah. this is a good podcast we just yeah, did. Yeah. We're no. almost done with it, but it's like, this is a good one. No, that one is very... It was very good, so I brought her a, uh, the bread. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. 
Best $5 I ever spent. Best $5 you ever spent. Then we went and got sushi, which is the least bread thing ever. Rice. Rice. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. How far into the relationship did you ask her? Because this is important for girls to listen because we're I feel always like wondering. It was, I feel like it was a month. Oh, my God. Kevin, this is incredible because this is But what... I'm a relationship guy. You are? Yeah. I've spent a third of my life in relationships. Oh, and some guys are just relationship guys. Some guys aren't. It's weird. This guy who sent me the well, letter. Well, you don't get to the good shit until you know each other really well. You are an old Because people change. Like, she's so different now than she was when I first met her, and it's hilarious. Because you're seeing her more clearly. You know her longer. No, she, I think she's she gotten more comfortable. And so now, like, there's all this new... She's, like, weird in new ways. It's so funny and, like, entertaining and great. She's just being more herself? More herself. Got it. Okay. Or because... I don't Love know that, that it was, like, hidden or it's just new. It I don't just know. comes out naturally when it's supposed to. Yeah. 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 Oh my god! A month in because these are the questions that my the people who email me, girls who are listening, who email me, and my girlfriends were always talking about. Like, is it weird that he's liking all these sexy girls' photos? Uh, how long should he wait? Is he should he bring it up? Do I bring it up? And then I'm like, no, don't force it. Let him ask you to be his girlfriend because I still like the official. Will you be my girlfriend? Can we be exclusive yeah, monogamous you can't conversation? Get away from that stuff. It's real shit, and people don't talk about it. And then I want to talk about it. One of my best uh, friends in the world, Jerry Ferrara, you may know him as Turtle from Montreal. Love him. The best person. The greatest. Said something. He was like, Kevin, it's not a game, it's gamesmanship. Oh my God. He's like, you got to do it. Because, hey, if I mean, after the first date, if I would have freaked out and been like, I want you to be my girlfriend, she would have bounced. It's too much, which sucks because eventually that's how she came to feel too. But you can't, there's something, I don't know, you can't. Gamesmanship. You can't, um, discount the human reactions to things oh people have have uh visceral reactions to certain stimuli and you can't like pretend they're not there no matter what you can't scare somebody you know what i mean i met a guy different guy who asked me out via post po box he mm-hmm. sent me he had his publicist send me a letter saying uh so and so my client's a big fan of yours can we get him on the podcast? Whatever. Barf! Whatever! <laughs> but, 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 the letter from the other guy saying, can I take you on a blind date? That's sweeter. Sure. Don't you think or no? You think Dude can't go to the mail himself? No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm differentiating, differentiating the two to get your opinion. Guy who sent a letter on, on its own saying blind date yeah. is cuter and sweeter than the publicist one, right? Yes. That's all I'm asking. I just want to make sure we're on the same page 100%. here. 100%. So I go to, can we go over a little bit? Okay. You're never leaving. I'm not, I'm not let you going. I'm not let you going. I'm like, I'm like talking like rudimentary. We crude. have to get to grammar. Okay, <laughs> we'll get there anyway. So the guy, uh, the publicist guy, whatever I dated him for, like I went on one date with him, two dates with him, two dates with him. He came on so strong. I was mm-hmm. supposed to have him on the podcast, and he go and he, I was like, cool, I'll see you again. Like our third date will be on the podcast or whatever. Like because I'm really busy, but I'm gonna see you on the podcast. He goes, well, I want to see you. Let's go to din- dinner right after that. Or I want to see you before then, and I went. Well, I'm really crazy, but you'll be talking. We'll be talking for two and a half hours, like we are yeah. doing today. You're going to be sick of me. And he went, "No, numb nuts. The podcast is different than an actual date." And I went, "I'm sorry. Excuse me. Did you just call me numb nuts over text? I don't like sarcasm. I don't like how pushy you're being. I told you I was crazy stressed. My time is valuable to me. The podcast is time spent together. Yeah. And you just called me numb nuts. Let's like yeah. not overlook that. And so I canceled the podcast with him. And I never went on another date with him ever again. I don't think that's wrong. And because he came on too strong. Had he been cool. That's not even too strong. That is was just, a lack of awareness of the situation. I couldn't believe it. That's bl- That's just being oblivious to the, what's going on. And, and I, I, I reacted so intensely because he came on so strong. 
and, and what he said and how intense and asking. No, ask, there are ask, ways asking. to say you like someone and want to continue seeing them that are subtle and are uh, that make it obvious without being gnarly. Yeah, I was gnarly. Yeah. I mean, I've probably done it both ways. I've probably been too forward and, and freaked him out, or I've done it right. You got it right right now. Yeah. Let's keep it. Probably right. 50% of the time I've done it right. Sounds good to me. Listen, yeah. what else did I not ask you about? I don't know. What else is there to say? What are you looking forward to next, Kevin Christie? What's happening? Comedy? Drawing? Where can we find you? Tell me all the stuff. Uh, I, um, I guess... Oh, Jesus. I don't have it. I don't want to promote stuff. I want you to tell me. I'll keep, I'll find out later and I will. Just stand it up. The... You can see me at the Comedy Store. You know, follow, you, yeah. follow me on Instagram and Twitter if you want. At Kevin Christie. At Kevin G. Christie. Kevin G. Christie is what I meant. Kevin yeah, G. Christie. Kevin G. Christie. I, uh, I, I draw things. I'm maybe going to start making things people come by. I don't know. We'll see. Now, I'm just a citizen of the world. You're a citizen of the world, darling. A citizen of the world. Okay. None of this matters. Oh, it does. We're all just here. Oh, God. And we're all, we all matter at the exact same level. Can you stop telling my audience how to feel? Because so nothing matters. No, the key is to not feel because feelings aren't even real. Feelings are real. As real no, as you want them to be. Feelings are just reactions. I don't. They're just repressed memories Jesus. that turn into new stimuli. All of this is just actually Reggie Watts' huge memory in his VR. Look, I think he's very funny, but he's not everything. Okay. Okay. How many times have you tested for pilots? I don't know. A hundred. Oh, yeah, because I forgot to say, I always talk about this, and and we will end this soon. In in like two more hours, we're done. We're out of here. Swear to God. Swear to God. Okay. I met you. Where did I meet you? Because I I always talk about- We met at an audition for something, at a first show, at that fancy place where Ron Howard's company is. Oh, Brian Grazer's yeah. something or other. Imagine, maybe. Imagine. It's like they had a fountain. <laughs> they had a fountain. They had a fancy fountain and like nice chairs. It was a Claudia Lanau. Claudia Lano. I worked, Lano? Yeah, Claudia Lano was making a show. We were both auditioning for You and I were both auditioning, and I was like, ah, I'm terrified. Oh, my God. My feelings. And you yeah. were like, hey, settle down. <laughs> settle down. They want you to do much. a good job. Yeah. I was like, hey, numb nuts. Oh, <laughs> but you were so nice. You gave me acting advice. You were like, they want you to do a good job. That is true. Well, also, I know Claudia, and I know she like you're you're the type of person she was like fired up about. Like that that girl's cool. Well, I also used to babysit her daughter. Really? Because her daughter went to my went to Wonderland. <laughs> oh, cool! And then I ended up speaking at Oakwood, the other school that her daughter went to. Yeah, Izzy. That's where my uh, girlfriend went to school. Oakwood. Oakwood. Yeah. Oh my god! I think one, maybe Westland. Westland. Well, that's what, not Wonderland? Oakwood, so I don't know. No, o- Wonderland. But she did go to o- Oakwood. Oh my god. And now Izzy and Claudia. Izzy, yeah. the little girl that I babysat who went to Wonderland and to Oakwood, and her mom, Claudia, which is how we met at that, uh, that callback, mm-hmm. whatever, producer session. They do a podcast. Oh, red. That's like inspired by Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw. Sorry. Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. and her mom. Yeah. It's called like Podcast from the Edge. Yeah. Which I think is adorable. Claudia's a badass. She's a badass. Yeah. Um, saying all that, you have only, oh, God. And I love her boyfriend. Who's her boyfriend? Jonathan Schmuck. Oh, he's handsome. Very handsome. He was the Mater D in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was? Also part of a very funny comedy team called The Funny Boys, who did The Tonight Show like seven times oh in the 80s. Oh, my God. And his partner, I think, was one of the producers on Arrested Development. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Schmock's rad. Super funny. Give me, and the listeners, advice. I hate acting. I hate auditions. I don't hate acting. I hate auditions. I love acting. You want me to give the listeners acting advice? No, not acting advice. How are you, like, I've tested one time. Okay. For your friend's pilot. Oh, yeah. That was the only time I've ever tested. She was the kindest, nicest. Can I say her name? Yeah. Whitney Cummings, pilot. What happened to that? She said you were super rad, but the person who... There was someone else already on the show that she thought would cancel you out because you were too similar. Oh, 
that's it wasn't sweet. about like she was like oh she was rad but we already this other person in it was like too similar we couldn't have like that ener- that same kind of energy and style in like with both characters it was just a contrast issue. I can't believe like a year later I'm getting few. That's the cutest <laughs> yeah. thing because I, I was just so happy yeah. to even be. I had never tested before. Whitney was. Well, she the, contacted me about you. She was like, I know you know her. What are you like? Give me the give me the deal. Oh, my God. What was the deal? What was the deal was you like, gave her? I was like, Alexi works very, very hard. She will be super fired up. And, you know, because I was like, yeah, I would. <laughs> you would what? You Hire would... her. Oh, my God. Wait, this was after I'd already tested? It was before you were going to test. Oh, my God. Well, that is so sweet. Thank mm-hmm. you for saying Because I had such a girl, cr- or whatever, like, loving feeling towards her. She's the best. And she made me so comfortable because I was yeah. so nervous. Well, she's been there, and she knows. I wanted she's to like, melt. She's like, no. She let. She was Ugh. like, come back. If someone messed up, she'd be like, come back and do it again. Like She let me do that. Yeah. I was shaking. She goes, oh, my God, you're more nervous than you were last time. I went, I know. And then she said, take propranolol, come to the test. <laughs> With yeah. it in your bloodstream, not in your purse. Totally. And she was the kindest, most wonderful. And I already respected her from a distance, and I didn't yeah. know her. So I just have to say, I, mean, I love like, Whitney Cummings. I love no, you. She's my emergency contact. She is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a fucking kind badass who's doing so much internal work. So like, I could yeah. maybe want to burst into tears because it didn't have to be that kind and loving. Yeah. yeah. And I. If was you want, devastated. do you want me to talk about testing? Or how to relax? How to relax? Yeah, because I had to take I have to take propranolol before callbacks. I had a producer session the other day. Wanted to die. Well, hate him. Hate from him. that, from the, the showbiz standpoint, they've mostly made a decision before you walk in. Oh, you're right. Like I, I love I you, mean, Kevin. I've you're had great. enough of uh, interactions with producers and stuff. Where like my one of my friends who was the, the producer on, on Masters of Sex, Amy Littman, who's fantastic, was like. Oh, we already know. We've there's the we've picked the person they want and we want and then they force us to bring in two other people who we pray don't get the job. But they have to be good enough to where it looks like we're not bringing in full-on decoy patsies. Yeah. And our worst nightmare is they have the audition of their life and then we have to make a show with that person oh, even God. though we want this one person. That's the truth. Yeah. Most of the time. I think so, there are other times where there's like cuz the worst thing you ever want to do is test by yourself. You will 100% not get that job. Max Greenfield. Wait, what do you mean? Like, be the only one going to the test, and they don't have other options. Then you never get the job. Why? Because you're testing against everyone, basically. They're like, he was great. We love him. But do you think there's somebody else out there? We'd like to see other people. So, okay, my friend, Max Greenfield from New Girl, one of the more talented people on television, used to test against himself because he would crush auditions, and they'd be like, no, he's the guy. He's the guy we want. So they'd only bring him in in an effort to be like, no, this is our guy. They'd watch and be like, yeah, Max is awesome. But we wonder, can we see some other people? And then they'd slowly fall out of love with him just by virtue of time and bullshit. And a lot of people wanting to justify their own opinion. Wow. So you want to, you do, uh, to be fair, in that room, when you go to test, you have to crush. You better fucking kill it. So go kill it. But also, there's going to be a lot of tests. It's a long career. Don't worry about it. But you have to kill. Because I know, I remember once... My friend was testing for a show, and I knew the executive, so I called. I was like, how... They were, and she was like, no, he's our guy. We want him. I was like, great. Oh, my God. But then I called. I was like, how did it go? She goes, Kevin, the other guy who I know, I've known for years, is not that great of an actor, had the audition of his life, and got the job. On any given Sunday, someone can fucking kill it, so you have to go crush. Oh, my God. So you God. do have to learn how to kill. How do you learn not your, be nervous? That, oh, you learn no, your lines? You, you, you will be nervous. Don't expect to not be. Stop putting that as a criteria. You will 100% be nervous because the problem with that instance is there's, mon- there's money involved. It's, re- it's a real thing. Yeah. 
The worst is when the show's already picked up for thirteen. So you're like, I'm gonna walk in that room and either get four hundred thousand oh, dollars or not. Oh, <laughs> it's real. You're like, am I about to get new tires or a new fucking house? Like it's serious. Yeah. So you have to get as much of that out of your head as possible. And you can't, when I walk, my attitude when I walk in is, I'm the only person who can get this job. And then when I walk out, I am no in no way getting this job. Go back to your life. But as I walk in, I'm like, I'm about to light the room on fire. Oh, my God. Fuck these people. They're going to be lucky to watch what I'm about to do. And they're like, how dare you even make me do this? I'm about to go drop bombs. That's how that's like the, I have to ramp myself up like that. And I but I am also hyper prepared. I know my lines backwards. I know everyone else's lines. If someone fucks up, if the reader fucks up, I can fix it. Like I come in guns blaring. Now, to be fair, it's not like I've killed every time. I obviously haven't. But I make it so that's my only option to get the job. There's no, like, never think for a second they're going to see something in you that you didn't show them. That's not their job. Their job is to hire what they need, not search behind your failing to see the the inner person that's actually really interesting and, and perfect for this. Fuck that. That's my technique. Yeah, no. <laughs> you are, you're basically a sign, and you have to hold up the right sign. So show them everything they need in that job. If you, they need you to be mad, they need you to be funny, sad, show them all of it. Oh, my God. There was someone, I think Ed Harris said it. It's a three-minute play, and you get to be the star. It's such a simple version. Oh, my God. And you just go in and fucking have fun. What You have to make it fun, too. It's a ridiculous thing. It's a silly job. So memorize your lines. Make uh, it be fun. Prepared. Be and Memorize prepared. your lines to be respectful to the process. Like, someone wrote those. Yeah. Some the casting director knows them, even though it's only their job to sort of read them. Yeah, don't be a f- learn. Be respectful. Oh don't have god. pages in your hand. Oh my god, learn don't them. have pages in your hand. No, put that shit in your pocket. Really? To be like, yeah, you know what you don't see right now? Pages. Oh wow. Because I'm an adult professional. Oh my god, this is my job. I've heard you don't have you keep the pages in your hand just so they don't think that's the finished product. That's what I've heard other people say. I mean, okay, fine. I like your style, Kevin Christie. Don't stop. No, just go in there and be like, I'm here. I'm not here to fuck around. Wow. I don't ch- I do not do a lot of chatting unless they do. If they chat with me, I'll chat back. But if they don't, I walk in. I'm like, hey, how is everybody? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, my God. I went to a thing the other day. Producer session. Went in there. But it was my first time going in. Whatever. What does that mean? I don't know. I like this foot. Now you're like my oracle, my acting oracle. No, that oracle. means you're on a level to where you don't get first calls. I go to mostly producer sessions. So I went to the producer session. Oh, and then one of the managers at my management company is a producer on the show. The worst. The worst. The worst. I just had to grab Kevin's hand right now to the let worst. him know and to have my touchstone. To no, his- any familiarity in the room is, is, is works against you. Why? Why do you say that? Because they're like, oh, no, she's got to. I'm not. Why? Tell because us. it makes you seem you have to you have to a be friendly to that person. Otherwise, it's weird. Then you've been hyper friendly to that person. But all the other people are still strangers. Oh! So you've wasted their 15 seconds of the 30 seconds it's appropriate to make chat. Ah. You don't have time to maybe be friendly with those people. So they become this wall of strangers yes. and they're too familiar with your friend. Now, the friend actually doesn't even want that to happen because then it then poisons their opinion of you because they're like, oh, you love that lady. So if she's like, if the guy's like, or the woman or man producer is like, oh, I love Alexa. Like, yeah, we know you guys are best friends. That then negates their vote. That's exactly how I felt. I t- if I know Ugh. someone who's going to be in a room, ignore them well enough to text them. I give them, I give them a salute. I give them a head nod. That's <gasps> it. My job is not. I'm not there to be their friend. Ugh. I'm there to play a, probably a guy named Ned who's nervous and just got divorced. Yeah, that's what I'm there to do. Just I walked in the thing and I I was like knew he was going to be in the room. Knew he was going to be in the room. 
And I just like went in. He goes, there she is. And I was yeah. like, oh, so I matched that energy, but tried to reel it in real yeah, quick yeah, yeah. to be respectful. But then all the other people, they're sitting there and it's just so, I just felt like a dancing monkey and it was uncomfortable. And then it's like, yeah, I know. Well, the whatever. energy's offset. It was it's off. not normal. I want a wall of strangers. A wall of strangers. I flourish in a wall of strangers sometimes, not, yeah. not always. But no, like, I yeah. want a wall of strangers. I, I want to walk in, do what I'm there to do, and leave immediately. So all they know is he came prepared. He did a good job. He may not be right for it. it Yes or no, but he obviously is good at what he does. No question. This is this is just all for me, really. But uh, if you if you get the thing mm-hmm. an hour before, the day before, the day before you work. Let's say no, the hour like an hour before or the night before for a producer session or a test day, testing mm-hmm. or producers. Do you want to kill yourself right now? Is this no. okay that we're doing this? No, no. I'm going Please deep here. I'm trying going. to wring you dry. Okay, right. and you can't. Memorize all lines, or maybe you're a master memorizer. Are you a master memorizer? Because I am not. I'm good at memorizing. Oh, that's so irritating. But I had some. It's a learned skill. See, I use Line Learner to read with myself over and over again. And I go whatever. No, I just no. I, I memorize them. Just I memorize the first two lines, then I memorize the third, and then I then I do. But then I do a whole thing. So I memorize the first two, then I do those two. Then I memorize the next two. That's four. Then I do all four, and I just add them. But early on in my career, I always played a tech genius, so I had to memorize things that were meaningless. It was things I didn't understand about physics and stuff. I went to art school. I don't understand any of that shit. Yeah. So it was like memorizing credit card numbers. Oh, my God. So real words that make sense are pretty easy. Oh, wait a minute. This actually negates everything that uh, your dear friend Wendy Cummings no, but told I, me. Th- what? Well, there's different schools. She's like, throw away the script. Adler, just get well, the essence of the thing. Well, that's a comedy thing. Well, okay. Because then, then I get confused where I go, if I'm married to the script, and like at the producer session the other day that I'm talking about where I knew the guy, it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. I got it like the night before, trying my hardest to memorize it, knew the gist of everything that was going to come up. Mm-hmm. But if I were to go, if I don't get every line right, it ruins your fucking flow. Then mm-hmm. the comedy, like, so what do you do in that case? I just had to get the, sometimes I'd fumble and I'd get the gist and I'd be back to the thing and I'd be, but I, you got to land the, t- the timing for the comedy. I don't know. All of what Does you're happen? saying is your responsibility. Okay. And your job is to be funny or on script or off script. That's your job. That's not their problem. You're right. You're right. That's. I mean, listen. We had the, the job of that is like a nice job where we get to play dress up all the time. I'm meant to be a podcast. Host. None of that shit is their problem. <laughs> okay. So figure it out. Okay. <laughs> if they, if someone says, "Do you want to go off script?" I say, "Are you interested in that?" Because I can, or not. What do you actually want? A pro. You Look have you. to be. It's too hard. So what was Master of? How did that come about? I Master just, of None, that's a show by Aziz Ansari. Well, I'm talking about my, no, my, oh, my, wrong show. You mean, how did I become a pro? No, not how did you become a pro. I was actually talking about the show you're on, but I get I, well, that's the wrong. Well, not a show anymore. I know it's not. Okay. <laughs> but that was your last experience, and I called it Master of None, which is not the name of the show. That's Aziz Ansari. Master of Sex. Master of, of Sex was the name of the I know. Show. I'm sorry. Listen, that was the last I'm not even meant to, term job I I'm not even meant to have a <laughs> podcast because I can't even get that right. I'm only leaning over because my back hurts. Okay. But that's not because of being here a long time. I injured myself. <laughs> You're going to leave in two seconds. No, I'm injured. It's fine. He's injured. What? Okay. What can I do? Nothing. A drink? No. An Advil? So what were you going to ask Lobotomy? about Masters of Sex? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. How did it come about? Not even. I don't even care. I auditioned I don't for it. That's great. See? And he did a great <laughs> My ex-wife's sister wrote for the show and thought I'd be right for one of the parts. Oh, so my God. I went God. and auditioned. And I sort of blew it, but I was right enough so when you blow when you blow it no, that's no, no. when well, you get the ch- I only, i'm so confused i only blew it i kind of dressed wrong like they were like come back we think you're right for this don't dress like book of mormon um what? and yeah but i i blew it because i needed a prop at one point 
and I used the casting director's cell phone, forgot it was someone's possession, and then just threw it across the room when I was done with it. Are you fucking kidding <laughs> yeah. me? And I saw her just like threw as I, as it's trailing through there, she just her eyes fall like what the fuck? Oh, like no. it was like and I'm like, why did I fucking do that? Oh my god. But I my the my performance was right. Okay. So they had me come back and I auditioned again and then I got the job. And then it turned into much more. It was only supposed to be like two episodes. Oh, really? And yeah. how did it flourish into more? What's I the take, backstory for I take table reads very seriously. Oh, wow. So I show up an hour to an hour and a half early, and I try to crush really hard. And so they just were like, they liked what I was doing, and they liked the kind of storyline of me with the, the love story I had on the thing early on. They thought it was very cute. Aww. So they just kept giving me episodes. Yeah. That was a wonderful job that I loved a lot. And it was on... What are you bummed? No, I mean, I missed that job for sure. So, what's so now you're just back out in the world auditioning and it's just, just like a, fucking... just a real piece of shit shoveling garbage out there. Uh, like that's, what I, that's what I thought. I just yeah. wanted to make sure, yeah, just out there like a real piece of shit. So, it's just back to doing just auditioning, life again. back to your life, yeah. living your life, potential mm-hmm. kids, maybe got a girlfriend. Do you guys live together? Yeah, all right, guys. Well, I think we fucking said it all. <laughs> I've wrung you fucking dry. Yeah. Now, you're gonna go to your dry cleaners and get those pants hemmed. I'm not, I'm going to a tailor. Okay, suit. I have to go to many weddings. Jeez. Oh, I really? Need, I have three weddings in the next month and a half. Where? I don't uh, care. Ohio. <laughs> I want to say Maine and Italy. Oh my God! Yeah. You and your girlfriend are both going. Yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be. Dating me is nice fifty percent of the time. Oh my God! That's that's when you come back. Tell mm-hmm. us all there about that. There he is. <laughs> oh God! Um, it's a real shit show. Well, thank you for being on my podcast, thank Kevin Christie. Thank you for Christy. asking me. It's always nice to see you. I'm glad you're not injured. I'm not injured, and I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody recently told me they went, "Hey, Lexi, by the way, you don't have to." Because I used to end every episode by going, "Oh, did you regret doing this?" Yeah. And somebody actually like pep talked me. Some stranger was like, "Stop asking people if they regret it. You're great." And I was like, then I wrote back. Thank you. You're right. I am great. I'm not insecure. I'm just uh, self-deprecating. Thank you. So I'm no longer doing that. It's hard. You got to It's hard to know where your bit ends and your personality starts. That's tough with being funny people. It ends and starts somewhere. It's That's weird. Know, yeah. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, thank you for being here. Thank you. Bye. Now leaving nerdist.com.